0: Welcome back, my friends. The podcast never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. This week we are going to review the following movies: Heavy Metal, Mother, and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, as well as preview Sicario 2, which is called Soldado, and uh, plus some news and comments as always.
1: Welcome to the Cinescape Magazine Movie Review Show. Show.
0: Show. Welcome to
1: our show. Peace. All right. How you doing, man? I'm fine. All right, except uh, the. This is why it annoys me. I'll, I'll tell you why. Why? Because we've been sitting here doing podcasts already, uh-huh. and when you are when you ask me how we're doing, I don't want to even answer that fucking question because you know how I'm doing.
0: Yeah, but, okay. I know. Television of the mind. I don't care. Well, perspective thing. It's like, you know, the people are listening and stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah, how's it going, man? How's everybody doing?
1: I know, but <laughs> I, I, I know. It's television of the mind. Anyways.
0: All right. So, all right, first up we're gonna review the my flick of the week which is going to be uh, Darren Aronofsky's mother a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home disrupting their tranquil existence mother
1: hold on a second there's it's not it doesn't sound right hold on a second just a warning. Don't use shitty fucking components when putting a podcast together. <laughs> Ugh.
2: We spend all our time here. I want to make a paradise. She redid all of it. Every last detail. And she breathed life back into every room. Are you happy? I love you. sleep in our house? Hello. Hello. Did you know he had a wife? (gasps) He has pictures of you in his luggage. What were you doing in their luggage? You give and you give and you give. It's just never enough.
1: Yeah, still after seeing the trailer, it doesn't interest me.
0: Yeah, so uh, controversial uh, director Darren Aronofsky who's done uh, movies like Noah, which I still haven't seen. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it yet either. Uh, Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, and a few others. Um, Thought-provoking. Regardless if you like his movies or not, they are thought-provoking. After you walk out of them, regardless if you... I mean, you're either going to think it's a piece of shit, you're going to think it's the most amazing thing ever made, or you're going to think, what the fuck just happened? And... We, we we did not want to see this last year. I was a little bit interested because it's you know Javier Bardem and, and Jennifer Lawrence, but still it it's just the subject matter just you know it looked kind of weird. I, I wasn't fully into it, and then the reviews started coming out, and it seemed to be. And this movie got the rare distinction of being getting an F rating on um I'm like it wasn't Metacritic, it was like a, some kind of a you know fan base thing, and so critics uh, you know it's got like a sixty nine Percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so most of the critics liked it, or you know, technically three out of four, right? Um, But people, audiences fucking hated this movie, and I know why they hated it. I I, and I totally get why they hate it because this is like this movie is like the the approach in a way of say when you watch a David Lynch film, okay? David Lynch makes films where you have to break down the constant metaphors. to figure out why the fuck this is happening. What does this mean? What does that mean? And it gets unnerving. Ner- and like me, as a, as a regular moviegoer, I don't always want my brain to keep being tested constantly and constantly. Okay? I'm not a theologian or whatever the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a simple guy. I, may, I might be, you know, my thought processes might be a little bit different than other people's. But overall, I'm an average Joe, right? So I don't want to think too much when I watch a movie. Just a little now, with Mother, when I was watching this, and, and Jennifer Lawrence's character, she's in this house in the middle of fucking, in, in the middle of, of, you don't even know where she's at. It's just in the middle of a, a big, beautiful field, and she lives there with her husband, who's a poet. And no one's name is ever said in this entire film. The husband is just um, uh, him. Uh, her, she's always referred to as Mother. Um, they have guests that show up, uh, played by uh, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, their characters' names are man and woman, and then their sons show up, and their sons are, are um oldest son and youngest son, and these things happen where, say, so Bardem's character—he's like I said—he's a poet, and he seems to be trying to create something, but he can't come up with any more ideas, and so his wife is there, and she's trying to be very encouraging to him and, and loving. A poet but or a
1: writer? He's a poet. Okay. Well, he—he he specifically says he's a poet. So he, he I, I I was um, I was lost in thought for a second as I was listening to you and I and I I missed the poet and writer part.
0: Yeah. So, so um, now before I I read about this movie and read about the themes and the metaphors in it, I my thought was going in another direction, and the direction was because what hap- before I tell you what my thought is, there's things that happen where people start to show up to the house, and the more and more people that start showing up to the house, for whatever reason. Um, the more and more visibly upset and confused Mother's getting, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is getting. And her husband just keeps making excuses for no matter what happens. Because weird shit starts to happen, you know. Like like Ed Harris shows up and he's he's rude. He keeps smoking in the house when she says, I, we don't smoke in the house. Um, he's, uh, you know, he, he wants to, you know, he pushes for information even after, she, you know, people don't want to give information. Things like that. Very pushy character. And then... The next day, you know, he also gets very sick, and you find out he's dying and stuff like that, and and so the next day, his wife, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer shows up, and and she's very, um, very uh, free, free opinioned, you know, like she has no problem like just cutting through the shit and just being as blunt as possible, it, it, rude as fuck. Like you don't go into someone's house and start going into rooms they tell you not to go into, and and. And suggesting things that make your marriage better and all this shit, like but like you know in a rude way, just things like that. She's very, she's a fucking asshole. Very good performance. And all by the way, all the performances in this movie are top-notch acting. Okay, so the fact that J- Jennifer Lawrence got got a Razzie nomination for this movie is just because people hated the fucking movie. That's the only reason why she's top-notch, just like everybody else is. Um, now, the sons show up the sons of uh, of uh Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer and um they are constantly fighting against each other and things like that and and um and Jennifer Lawrence is getting more and more upset and then these this this thing happens between the brothers and then all of a sudden um they have to leave everyone has to leave, but mother never leaves the house she never leaves the house and, and every time she looks out the door, even after people have just run out the door they're gone she doesn't see them just completely disappeared so all of a sudden, her husband comes back later that night, and he's, you know, um, and, and then a bunch of family members of those people start showing up, and they're having, like, kind of, a, like, a wake kind of thing, and they're being very rude. Everyone, in their own kind of way, is being extremely rude to, to Jennifer Lawrence, very pushy, and, and Bardem is being constantly understanding and, accept, you know, just accommodating and let everyone in the house do whatever the fuck they want, steal things, go into rooms they're not supposed to go into, things like that, and... Lawrence is getting more and more and more upset to the point where she's fucking losing her shit. Finally, she explodes on them, and they they all end up getting kicked out of the house after these people break a sink that she says isn't supported because, which I forgot to mention, the house has been burned down, and and um, Bardam says that it is his childhood house, and so Lawrence, when they got together, she started helping rebuild the house, and she's the one that's building the whole house from scratch, um, fixing the fire damage and everything like that. And so... Some of the house isn't finished, so she's working on the walls and things like that. And um, people come in when they're there, and they're, they're start, they start trying to fucking change parts of the house and stuff like that as well. And she's like, leave my house alone. I'll do it. Don't do anything, right? And, and then the straw breaks, you know, the camel's back when these people keep sitting on this sink that she put up that isn't supported yet. And finally it crashes, and it starts flooding the house in a way. So, and then all the people leave, and they're gone for a little while. And then it's just her and Bardem, and then all of a sudden they're able to have a baby together. All right, and then it cuts to, now it cuts to when she's fully, like, fully pregnant and ready to go, like nine months pregnant. And then more stuff starts to happen. Now, my idea, before I cut into that, um, is my idea was that the whole time she's in some kind of a coma. Because the way that these characters come in and out and their, their, weird, their weird behaviors and attitudes and, 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 and things like that, they gave me the impression like a dream. Like you know, because dreams, weird shit happens in fucking dreams. You know about that shit, right? Right. So, yeah, that was my impression. She's in a coma. Maybe she's even pregnant in a coma, and you know, she's dealing with you know maybe trauma from her kid, or maybe she lost her kid while she was pregnant or something. I don't know. But then, what happens in the movie is that all of a sudden, when she's pregnant, all of a sudden people. He oh, he's able to. Javier Bardem is finally able to finish what he was going to write. And he's like, "It's a masterpiece. This is my masterpiece." And she reads, and she's like, "It's so beautiful." And all of a sudden, people start to show up. First, it's fans that want autographs. Then, all of a sudden, it's it's the media, and right. then it's her fucking publicist, played by Kristen Wiig, and and uh, who her character's name is the Herald, by the way, and. Um, and, uh, and then there's this religious zealot that shows up called, and his character's name is Zealot, and it's played by Stephen McHattie if you've ever seen him in other things. He's been in a lot of other stuff. Um, and it just goes into this fucking intense thing where all of a sudden, in the span of like 15 to 20 minutes, her house turns into a literal war zone where people are being murdered and, and, and persecuted and, 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 and sex slaves. And it's just weird. It, it like goes in fucking insane. And then, you know, and it goes into her having to deliver her baby under a lot of trauma. And just there's a lot of shit I'm leaving out because you got to see this movie. Whether you find it to be bullshit or not, you got to fucking see it. Um, So when I read about it afterwards and when I read about the themes and I was like, oh, fuck, now everything makes sense. And the themes are pretty much this. She's Gaia. She's the mother of the Earth. She is the Earth. And Harvey R. Bardem's character he's the only one whose name is capitalized, by the way. And all all the credits at the the end of the film, his character named him is the only one that has a capital letter. Everyone else has a lowercase letter, as you can tell right there by looking at it on the uh, Wikipedia. And you find out that he is God. That's why he's the poet. And that all the shit that's happening in their lives is Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, um, the flood... That, that destroyed most all of humanity, right? right. Um, it's um, it's uh, um, human beings coming back up again and, and raping the world, destroying the world, um, destroying her child. I don't even want to go into that fucking detail. It's fucking gory as hell. Um, and it, once you go from that angle, a lot of the fucking metaphors and all that weird shit makes sense. Like 95% of the movie makes sense after you know that. And so saying this as a movie guy... This is a well done movie, and it makes you think. And it's a cool, it's a cool metaphor on, on <laughs> religion in a way, uh, you know, the, the whole like whole world time outlook on religion, uh, Christian Christianity in a way. So, um, I you know I give props to Darren Aronofsky because he wrote this and he directed it, and I give him props because he makes movies that he's not afraid to make. He, you know, regardless if the, if the people think they suck or not, and I, I'm not gonna say this movie is the greatest movie ever. Like a lot of people say that saw it, like movie, um, you know, like uh, movie buffs and things like that, they'd say, "Oh yeah, this movie's awesome." I wouldn't go so far as to say it's awesome, but it is, it is a well done metaphorical drama, <laughs> and it's almost like, and at points, it's very like horror. It's got a lot of horror elements to it too, as well. So, um, so yeah, I um, I think that uh, it is definitely worth seeing. Just Take that all into account when you watch it, if you do watch it. But for the average moviegoer, I don't think you're going to like it. I don't think you're going to be interested. You're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is that? Um, give me Michael Bay back, please. That, that, that's what I think a lot of people are going to think. So take it as you will, but that's Mother, for better or for worse.
1: Okay. Adventures from deep space to futuristic New York and beyond, each world and story is dominated by the presence of the Lochnar, The sum of all evils manifest as a glowing green sphere. Whose power infects all times, all galaxies, all dimensions. Heavy Metal, the movie. Columbia Pictures presents
2: Heavy Metal. A trip beyond the future to a universe you've never seen before, a universe of mystery a universe of passionate fantasies a universe of terrifying evil a universe of magic heavy metal (laughs)
1: <laughs> this movie, this movie is interesting for for so many reasons.
0: Mixed bag. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, look, the animation is way dated. It's really bad in some cases. Yeah. Um, or in some instances, so you have you have one two three four five six seven eight nine and then the epilogue. You have ten different stories. Let's just call them that. Yeah, soft landing and the epilogue, which is actually one story, but um, soft landing and epilogue go together because it it starts the movie in the same place that it ends the movie. Uh-huh. So you have an astronaut that comes out of the space shuttle, and it's the classic, in the Corvette, the astronaut lands, and he drives up to his house, yeah. and he opens up the suitcase, and in the suitcase, there's this green emerald or gem or whatever Orb. you want to call it, yeah. And um, before anything could happen, he's trying to, he's, and he's showing his daughter this this amazing thing that he found, and he touches it, and it kills him and and then it starts off by and then and it's sentient so it starts telling her this whole entire story of where basically the history what of it, it does yeah. right so um there are there are some really really beautiful moments in this in this movie animation wise yeah um in in the second story um oh yeah Grimaldi I guess Grimaldi is the second story but I don't care um, I don't really consider that Soft Landing and Grimaldi are the same are the same thing um, there's in the I, I'm calling the second story Harry Canyon Harry Canyon is is a is a cab driver and I and, I, and this is really funny because we'll, we'll get into this in a second so Richard Romanis plays Harry Cannon and then you have you have um, uh, John Candy is a desk sergeant and then a whole bunch of other unknowns, really. Um, doing voices. Susan Roman, Al Waxman, if you know who those guys are. Harvey Aitken and Marilyn Lightstone. Um, plus a whole bunch of other people. But like, it seems like every one of these was directed by someone different. So uh, it's the year 2031 in New York City. Harry Canyon, who's a cynical taxi cab driver, narrates his day in film noir style. Um, he thwarts a, gang- a gangster. Or he thwarts a, a mugging attempt because he has a disintegrator installed behind a seat that he can tap with his foot. Oh yeah! And he stumbles into an incident where he rescues a girl from a gangster named Rudnick, who had murdered the girl's father.
0: Kind of reminds me of uh, the beginning of uh, Fifth Element.
1: Yes, I was going to get to that. Yeah. Um, she tells she tells him about her father's discovery, the Lochnar, and the, the the scene or this this part uh, opens up with the old man finding the Lochnar. And having his assistants help him to excavate it, and one of the assistants picks it up and disintegrates. Yeah. And it it horrifies the old man. So um, he's able to contain it, and then he puts it into um, MoMA, uh, Museum of Modern Art in New York. And that's where they're having the showing. The old man gets killed, and then she runs out and and is banging on the door to uh, uh, Harry's cab, He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to regret this, but, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> and so it goes. This is going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, and and the next day, so he actually she falls asleep in the back of his cab. She's she's in shock. She's wiped out, and he takes her to the police station. And the police station is basically a, a privately funded, privately owned enterprise. If you want investigations done, if you want this and this and this done, it's it actually costs the citizens X amount of money. So, um, when, so so instead of ta- doing all of that stuff, so instead of doing all of that stuff, uh, he takes her back to his apartment and they end up having sex, which is weird to watch. Cartoon characters have sex because <laughs> never seen just, Fritz the cat. <laughs> it's just it's fucking silly, stupid. But it is. Um, it doesn't matter. It's just part of the story anyways. Yeah. And it's a logical part of the, it's, it's an, it's an illogical part of the story, but kind of a logical part of the story. It doesn't make any sense that, you know, um, this guy's kind of a, a, a a chode. He's a chump, you know, and she's like ultra hot redhead type of thing. Right. And she's so anyways, it's his redemptive moment. Uh, I guess that's not really a redemptive moment, but, um, she leaves the next morning and before, after, after she, she had left two cops break in and they are questioning him again. It's, this is all fifth element type of thing. Yeah. Like this story, this Harry Canyon story is definitely one of the precursors to fifth element. It's, it's a, it's an inspiration for the movie nonetheless.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, the, there's a couple of differences, obviously, but like the style and um, the setting and uh, the backgrounds and everything else like that yeah. you know instead of it being in the sky and whatever else the all that stuff that that you see in the fifth element for Bruce willis's apartment and a couple of other places fit in exactly with this Harry canyon movie um it's 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 really cool to see anyways um the The whole point of the, the this scenario, the whole point is, is that it begins the whole Lochnar orb thing, and the Lochnar gets. So the girl steals a Lochnar, and she makes a deal with with um, this gangster, this gangster boss. His name is Rudnick, and and they make this exchange, and she gets the money, gets in the cab, and does a and, and pulls a a, a, a double.
0: The double, yeah, double. Uh, she double dealed She
1: did a double deal, double twist, whatever you want to call it. She tried to fuck the. She tried to fuck over Harry. Yeah. <coughs> double double cross. Yeah, thank you. And Harry's like, "Do you really want to do this?" And and she's like, "Well, the money's mine. I'm going to take the money and go." And she's threatening him. Are you sure? And he steps on the button in the back, and she disintegrates. And he takes the gun, puts it in his in his um, uh, glove box, and now he's three hundred grand richer, right?
0: Now, is there more guns, like a collection of guns in the glove box? Yeah. That's just like in Fifth Element. Yes. So... Because in Bruce Willis's apartment, he had the collection of guns from people that had front of his front door.
1: Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it, this moves on to the next scene, which is a nerdy teenager finds a green meteorite and puts it in his rock collection and forgets about it. The nerdy teenager, Percy... Meteor shit. ...is um, played by John Candy. Mm-hmm. And then you have... you it, And it's, and it's kind of like Conan the Barbarian. In terms of um, the style that they're they're trying to shoot for, it's this. He gets transported into a different world, and he's all muscular. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and he knows how to beat people up. And he's like, I've I've never done this before. Like Jumanji. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, and don't he's worry, worry. he's taken prisoner by this guy who's kind of like a godling, and he, he he really can't be killed. He tried to, you know, uh, Candy's character, um, Den tries to kill the this godling guy, Art is his name, played by Martin Levitt Um and the bullets just kind of pass through him. And then so he so de, so Art says, "I want you to go and get this thing for me and then you're going to bring it back to me. And in the meantime, you know, once that's all done, I'll let you free. And I'll let the girl free and you guys can live your own happy life." But obviously that's not again another double cross, right? Yeah. So um, as it goes, uh, Den and his and this group of bad guys infiltrate this other castle. They're captured. Well, Den's captured while the other guys had sp- they, they split up. And again, the animation is really cool in some places. Yeah, and it's it's very uh, Ralph Bakshi animation, yeah. kind of like Lord of the Rings, where they use some live action templates in the background. Like Don Bluthish? No, where they use Ralph Bakshi live action. Templates in the background. Yeah, Dom Dom Bluth is very, um, like Dragon's Lair cartoony, um, a little bit. It's it's way different. So um, it's been a while
0: since I've seen heavy metal. Yeah. It,
1: so the the way that this one is set up is, you know, of course there's sex involved because it's based off of Heavy Metal magazine, but Heavy Metal magazine had X amount of panels to work with, whereas this is a this is a cartoon movie, and the problem with showing tits and ass in a cartoon movie is that it's cartoons. Yeah. You know, it's not it's oh, fun but it's it's Only certain people are into that shit. Yeah, it's it's not for everybody. But uh, that's not the that's not my problem. My problem with the movie in and of itself is that the animation goes from really really bad Star Wars holiday special animation yeah. to sometimes it's really fucking amazing. Yeah. And like we'll get into the amazing stuff a little bit later, and there's some good stuff here in Den, but for the most part, this is a throwaway. Th- this is a throwaway scene.
0: This is a very inconsistent movie. <laughs>
1: yes. So as it goes on, the next one, which is one of my favorites, is Captain Stern, and you you have a uh, uh, crooked space captain Lincoln F. Stern. He's not a captain. He's 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 a fucking fraud. Is mm-hmm. on trial for numerous serious charges presented by the prosecutor. Uh, consisting of twelve accounts of murder, fourteen accounts of g- armed theft of Federation property, twenty-two counts of piracy, eighteen counts of fraud, thirty-seven counts of rape, and one moving violation, and he pleads not guilty, which gets everybody in the crowd so fucking angry. And <coughs> what's really cool is Roger Bumpass plays Hanover Fist, <laughs> Joe Flaherty plays a lawyer who doesn't sound like Joe Flaherty at all, Douglas Kinney plays Regolian, Eugene Levy plays Captain Lincoln F. Stern. Now, the reason why I brought that up is...
0: Keep it real, homies. What?
1: That's his line from American
0: Pie 2 as uh, Jim's dad. Let's try spelling it right.
2: So most people believe you shouldn't have a Harley Davidson in your apartment.
0: So most people believe that you're full of shit. Yeah.
1: You shouldn't have a Harley Davidson in your apartment.
2: Are you Captain Lincoln F. Stern? I am. Stern. you stand here accused of 12 counts of murder in the first degree
1: 14 counts of armed theft of federation property
0: sounds like john Vernon.
1: 22 counts of piracy in high space 18 counts of fraud 37 counts of rape <laughs> a look. and one moving violation
2: how do you plead Not guilty. Not guilty. Are you nuts? It's okay, Charlie. I got an angle.
1: Call the first witness. But the. All right. So you heard. Sounds
0: nothing like Eugene Levy, man.
1: Yeah, you heard. You heard Eugene Levy play captain stern yeah and what's amazing is that it doesn't sound like eugene levy (coughs) anyways uh, he pleads not guilty stern explains that he expects to be acquitted because he bribed a witness called hanover fist who works for stern fix fist takes a stand and then as he's talking he starts getting angrier and angrier and 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 more charges come out from hanover fist you know the uh the preschool prostitution ring you know um uh, selling nuns on the black market, things like that, mm-hmm. <coughs> and this is all based off the Bernie Wrightson comic. And this is why I like it so much because I'm a huge Bernie Wrightson fan. And as as this is going on, Hanover Fist rants with such fury, he changes into he basically hulks out. And there's problems again with this animation because they use a lot of the same sty- a lot of the same pieces of animation over and over again. Yeah. So when you see Hanover Fist walking as this big brute. He they they use the same the same sheets to to show that he's walking in some cases, and then it's a big chase throughout the space station, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's almost
0: like the budget was limited.
1: Yeah, and I think that was part of the problem with with heavy metal movie. Um So eventually, as he corners Stern, he receives his prompt's payoff and promptly shrinks back to his gangly original form. And he goes, you know, thank you know thanks, boss. Um Stern opens a trap door under fist and he checks him into space. And the Loch enters Earth's atmosphere with fist flaming hands still clinging to it. (laughs) Now, the music that they used in every one of these is pretty amazing. So in this one, it's Reach Out by Cheap Trick. In in the beginning, they used uh, Radar Rider by Riggs. Um, Say that three times fast. Radar Rider by Riggs. And then um, with Harry Canyon, they used Open Arms by Journey, Blue Lamp by Stevie Nicks, Heartbeat by Riggs. And uh, veteran of the Psycho wars, or psychic wars, by Blue Oyster Cult, and True Companion by Donald Fagan. <laughs> and so as it goes on, uh, it goes into the next next segment, which is Neverwhere Land. Now, Neverwhere Land is my ultimate favorite of all of the segments in the heavy metal movie, because um, there w- uh I'm sorry. The B-17. land, because of time constraints, a segment called land, which would have connected Stern to B-17, was cut. Uh, the story follows the influence of the Lochnar under the evolution of a planet from the Lochnar landing in a body of water, influencing the rise of the Industrial Age and a World War. The original was, story was created by Cornelius Cold III. Uh, the rough a- animatics are set to a loop at the beginning of Pink Floyd's Time. Uh, The 96 VHS release included this segment at the end of the tape. On the DVD release, this segment is included as a bonus feature. Uh, In both release versions, the sequence is set to the music of uh, Passacaglia, or Mm. Magnificent.
0: Sounded pretty much like the the way you said it the first time.
1: uh, Composed and conducted by Christoph Penderecki. Uh, B17 is the one I was talking about, I'm sorry. So B17 is one of my favorite because... The animation in this is a mixture, again, of live action, but they took live action and drew over it, with, you know, base, with, with pen, and, you know, animation, mm-hmm. and so they used a lot of World War II footage. And then what happens is, is that a B seventeen bomber, nicknamed the Pacific Pearl, makes a difficult bombing run with heavy damage and casualties. As the bomber limps home, the co-pilot goes back to check on the crew, finding nothing but dead bodies. Um, the Lochnar is actually trailing the plane, so the uh, crewman sees this and informs the pilot as he heads back to the cockpit, the Lochnar rams itself into the plane and reanimates the dead crew members as zombies. Um, the co-pilot is eventually killed, and the, while the pilot parachutes away, um, the bomber crashes and the pilot lands on an island, where he finds a graveyard of airplanes from various times, which is actually really cool, along with wrecked airplanes, zombified airmen. And what's really good about this is the animation of the skeletons. You know, the arms are a different color than the... They're, they're red instead of white, which makes it creepier yeah. for some reason. I, I did, I, every time I watch this movie, from when I was a young kid all the way up to now, if you watch this segment... And when you see the skeletons, you see their white bones, but their arms are red. Like, they still have blood on them or through them. Or, or muscle or, tissue on them. Or something. Yeah. What's going on, it, 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 it takes the creep factor up a notch. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the George Romero stuff. Um, the music in this one is Heavy Metal Taken A Ride by Don Felder. Not, not to be confused with Sammy Hagar's version of Heavy Metal. Yeah. <laughs> And then the next one, the next one is a lot of airbrushing, which is really cool. Um, not, again, this is not my favorite one, but there are some moments in here. Yeah, it seems
0: like most of the, uh, I do remember that most of the, fem- I think we talked about this on a podcast years ago. I think it might have been my <laughs> flick of the week, like a long ass time ago. It may have been. Um, but I remember that all the female characters in this movie, except for when it shows like the um, the warrior women. There's warrior women in this, right? No. Like an Amazonian? Or, but there or, is, yeah. But um, other than that, like all the women in this movie are pretty much shown as like bimbos and big-titted and 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 like, you know, just, yeah.
1: And so I always remember... The yeah, I wouldn't say they're bimbos, but they're big-titted, definitely.
0: But I remember the one from this one was like extremely, like, it's it just exaggerated in every way whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, she's... Her name is Gloria, uh, played by... Gloria! Alice Playton. Um, Dr. Anrak, a prominent scientist, arrives at the Pentagon for a meeting regarding mysterious mutations uh they're plaguing the US at the meeting the doctor tries to dismiss the concerns but when he sees now gloria's wearing she's got a blue a, a cut blouse on and she's wearing the that Lochnar on a locket and and Dr. Anrak gets all he he starts to become like a weird crazed sex fiend yeah. right and he attempts to sexually assault her uh when as that's happening uh, a colossal starship drills through the roof and abducts the doctor and by accident Gloria the ship's robot is irritated at Anrak, who is actually a malfunctioning android now every time i saw this movie he he breaks apart and i'm like why why it never expl- really explains it so i i made sure to listen cuz i i wasn't really i never really paid attention to that part of the movie anyways because he gets sucked in, and, and once you've seen it, if you've seen it the first time, you see it a hundred times, and, and you just kind of dismiss it, you know that that's coming, right? Yeah. So I started, I paid attention to it, and I realized that <laughs> that the dude's an android, you uh-huh. know, and John Candy's character, who's a robot, um, uh, even mentions it, you know, I don't want to clean this shit up again, what the fuck is wrong with this fucking thing, these pieces of shit, right? <laughs> so... But you know, Candy, who's sees sees this Gloria chick, um, decides that uh, uh, he's going to he's going to basically um, jump on the opportunity—no pun intended—before yeah. uh, these other two uh, nimrods, Edsel and Zeke. Edsel is played by uh, Eugene Levy. Zeke is played by Harold Ramis. Um, can you know get get a chance? And then it's it's basically um, uh, a st- they're, 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 going, they're going back to their planet, if you want to call it planet. And in the meantime, the robot convinces Gloria to stay on board and have robot sex. And then Edsel and Zeke snort a massive amount of plutonium Nyborg, I don't know why they call that, but <laughs> it, it's cocaine. Uh, they zone out to intoxicate to fly straight. They crash land unharmed in, in a huge space station. All the while, John Kennedy's robot character is negotiating you know he wants he wants to be boyfriend and girlfriend with her and then it goes from boyfriend and girlfriend you know going steady yeah to um uh be my fiance to okay we'll get married type of thing yeah you know but my parents are jewish and that's that's the the crux of the whole uh, uh story yeah which is it's just one big it's it's one big uh, okay you can meet my parents but they're you have to deal with it cuz they're jewish yeah. joke <laughs> and it's okay for the most part again um the whole the, the whole sequence is, is beautifully animated but for the most part it, it's it's nothing really interesting it's it's not it's not
0: maybe i'm wrong but <laughs> i looking back on that segment i remember elements of that just a couple little elements of that that reminded me of buckaroo bonsai like what the political connections um the aliens, what? The weird behavior. There was like just little elements that when I saw Buckaroo Banzai after I saw this movie, kind of there was little things that reminded me of it. I'm not saying it was any kind of a copy or anything like that. I'm just saying there was little things that. that reminded I don't me.
1: even see how you could get a comparison. You remember
0: all the alien shit in Buckaroo Banzai, right?
1: Yeah, but this has the only aliens were on a spaceship.
0: I don't remember, dude. It's been it's like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen either film, so. I just, that that was always what popped into my head.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I, 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 maybe from some of the looks of some of the aliens, I don't know. I don't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom a guess, but, um, the, those two movies have nothing, that segment and that movie have nothing in common. Nothing.
0: That's why I said little things.
1: Um, not even, well, anyways. Um, Anyways, uh, the music on it was uh, I Must Be Dreaming" by Cheap Trick, Queen Bee by Grand Funk Railroad. And this is what makes the movie, these, the soundtrack, crazy. A Suitable Case for Treatment by Nazareth, All of You by Don Felder, Heavy Metal by Sammy Hagar, and Prefabricated by Trust. And um, one of the final segments is Tarda. And now uh, the Lochnar, which has been growing in size, crashes into a volcano on an unnamed world changing a tribe of human outcasts into mutated barbarians who ravage a peaceful city. The elders desperately try to summon the last of a warrior race, the Tarrakians. And Tarna, a strong, beautiful, mute Tarrakian warrior maiden, arrives too late to stop the massacre and resolves to avenge the city. Um, as she's searching around, her search leads to the barbarian stronghold, and she's captured, stripped of her clo- clothing, tortured, and left for dead. And with the help of her Tarrakian mount, which is kind of like a weird, like a baby bird, pterodactyl thing um she escapes gets dressed and confronts the barbarian uh, leader and ends up killing him and then she sees that her destiny is to destroy this this uh this lochnar thing so wounded her mount's dying um she she's eventually going to die from her wounds she decides that she's going to take matters into her own hands and sacrifice herself and destroy this 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 evil, the the root of all evil, right? <coughs> and again, this this sequence is beautifully animated. There are some issues, but for the most part, again, beautifully animated, done very much like if you think He-Man mixed with Ralph Bakshi stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, but without the cheese. And um, what's what's really impressive is the way that they they f- they do everything in terms of um, the animation style. Now I get what they're trying to do with this entire movie. They're trying to take the anime the, the styles of the comics and translate them into these segments so that they reflect the styles that they're t- taking from the original authors of the comics. I get that. The problem is is that when you emulate 100% Instead of using the characters or using the, the, the guy that, that drew it and then having him, and working together with him, because you can do that, in, like Disney's Atlantis, for example. <laughs> Disney's Atlantis, the character design was done by Mike McNola, who did, or Mignola, Hellboy, who did Hellboy. And you can, you can see his direct influence in the way that the characters are done. But the thing is the difference is is that it's also very distinctly Disney. Okay? You can do that with the heavy metal stuff and still have it coincide, you know, have all have a thread have an entire thread so that it's set up. So um yeah, so what I'm talking about is having this similar thread this the style of animation that cuts through the entire the, uh, the entirety of all the segments so that you have consistency and that's what I think causes problems with heavy metal uh, mm-hmm. the, this, this version of heavy metal the movie is that it's inconsistent at best and um, the only thing that's consistent is the music uh, with mob rules uh, uh, through being cool by Devo, working in coal mine um, I've never heard E5150 by Black Sabbath um, I'm going to have to look that up, and Vengeance, the Pact by Blue Oyster Cult. And then, of course, the story ends with the Loch Nahr terrorizing the girl uh, getting destroyed, and as she runs out of the house, the mansion blows to pieces. And that's, that's, um, that's a model. It's kind of live action, if you want to call it okay. that. They use a model to blow up the mansion. <coughs> um, Tarna's reborn mount appears outside, and the girl happily flies away on its river that Tarna's soul has been reincarnated in the girl and then as as we hear the epilogue um voiced by percy rodriguez who's done the voice of lochnar in the whole film uh it says you know now that what's going on now is that the girl um will will become the next last uh tarakian you know she's reborn She's she she will she's the protector of the universe type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember seeing this the first time Hold on a um, when Indiana Jones came out, uh, the Reds of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and I, it was it was on in one of the in one of the screens behind us, and of course you know it was it was watch that or watch Indiana Jones, you know, and I got. I got kind of it's, I'm in between two worlds on this yeah, one. Yeah,
0: because you love animation, but you <laughs> love indie. I I get it. Yeah, this is
1: 1980. I'm nine years old.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's fascinating.
1: And and I'm, I'm like, oh boobies or this boobies or this. Of course, I got sucked into Indiana Jones, but you know.
0: Oh dude, there's something mesmerizing about tits when you're a child, dude.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, sort of, but I, you know, I mean, it's just like. I started watching. I am like, oh, those are animated boobies, and <laughs> and my and dad already reads the magazine, anyways. The, and I,
0: the, the forbidden fruit,
1: yeah, it's not even forbidden fruit. My father read heavy metal, and I got to read it too, so it didn't matter. Good for you, Mike. Good for you. So I I grew
0: up in a Christian I, I don't, household. I
1: don't. Great. I mean, this is not a this is not a, a debate of who's better. I just not better. Just I I didn't care. I I didn't care enough because the movie in and of itself wasn't as a nine year old. When a movie becomes, what's the word I'm looking for? When when there's an there's a quote unquote cartoon on, and it can't hold your attention for longer than three minutes, it's not going to win, ever. Like Igor, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what. it, Yeah, it, exactly. It, it's it's the, one of those things. Or
0: the nut job, or yeah.
1: As a nine year old, you know, in and, and you have either you have titties on TV or Indiana Jones, and the titties on TV aren't. Aren't keeping the nine-year-old attention because Indiana Jones is on. Good job, Steven. Yeah, if exactly Steven Spielberg wins the day. Yep. How he did that, I don't know. And then, and then, secondly, that's the failure of of heavy metal. Yeah. Is that when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter how you dress it up; it's still an average movie.
0: Yeah, I, I can tell you don't even want to watch it very often.
1: Yeah, when it's it's on. I mean, it was just on a couple of days ago. But it's one of those movies that, like a, it was on the Sony HD channel, wow. right? <laughs> and with yeah. commercials, yeah, yeah. I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> and for the time that it came out, it was amazing. In the eighties, if you got this on videotape in the eighties, or or Laserdisc, or whatever, you saw it on HBO or Showtime or whatever you had. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to watch. But now it's it's like it's okay. It's not it's not it's not the best. It's a missed opportunity. That's what it yeah. Is. Th- there's 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 a lot of problems with it, you know. Or and none of it is the writing.
0: What about two thousand? I never saw two thousand.
1: Uh, don't waste your time.
0: I heard they're also going to do a third one. They're they on supposed doing, to. Yeah. Like it was like, what, every 20 years they'll do another
1: one? Yeah, it's sexist, juvenile, and dated, but heavy metal makes up for its flaws with eye-popping animation and a classic smarty, smartly used soundtrack. No. it's sexist, juvenile, and dated, okay? But it doesn't make up for its flaws with eye-popping animation and a classic smartly used soundtrack. What it does is it makes up for its flaws with good writing because the writing was really good in the movie yeah. and and smartly used soundtrack. The eye-popping animation is is... Sporadic. Yeah, at best. At best. Um, and that's that's what it comes down to. Um, when you have, uh, and, and I'm not a big fan of Nazareth, but when you have Blue Easter Cult, Cheap Trick, Don Felder, Donald Fagan, Grand Funk Railroad, Black Sabbath. Stevie Nicks. And, and Sammy Hagar. <coughs> all of these, plus you have the original score, which is, you know, um, performed by uh, uh, Elmer Bernstein. It's, it's really, really cool. The first sequel titled Heavy Metal 2000 was released in 2000. The second, st- a second sequel has been in various stages. It was re- going to be remade in 2008. Kevin Eastman, who is the current owner and publisher of Heavy Metal, Kevin Eastman of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's
0: that's why I was familiar. <laughs> and
1: as well as will Tim Miller, whose Blur Studio will handle the animation of what is being conceived as an R-rated adult-themed feature. Um, the latest news was in 2011. Robert Rodriguez announced that he had purchased the film rights to Heavy Metal and planned to develop a new animated film at the Quick Draw Studios. Uh, however, on 20, in 2014, uh, Rodriguez considered switching gears and bringing it to TV. So who knows what's going on with that? That was it just sounds like a, con- a constant
0: backburner burner project that no one's fully committing to.
1: Yeah, and Heavy Metal 2000 is nothing. It's it's nothing to shake your it's, it's. There was a video game based off of it as well, and that was, that was, at best, you know, uh, mediocre. So mob rules is that. Uh, uh, so um, heavy metal two thousand trailer here it is. I really like skiing deep powder. You always going to be ready
0: for the advertiser, man.
2: <laughs> I should be. <coughs> it was first discovered on Earth. Ooh some say we can never win against it some say we've already lost and some call it by a name heavy metal 2000 there's a new warrior in the galaxy
1: don't talk don't touch don't even breathe
2: she's armed to the teeth
1: who's gonna pay for all
2: and she'll take you down, big time. You shouldn't have done that. It's not for the timid. (laughs) It's not for the meek. And it's definitely not for your parents. Over 200 dirty words. You're not from our world. No way. This is Heavy Metal 2000, and it kicks ass. (laughs) Featuring stellar music from the most lethal names in heavy metal.
1: It'll push you to the limit. Drive you to madness.
2: Insanity has to end.
1: Heavy Metal 2000 rocks on video and DVD. Why didn't you tell me that before? It'll suck your
2: mind dry.
1: I, I got a question for you. So Don LaFontaine, who did all of these trailers, right? Yeah. All these great trailers. So they have guys that are doing his voice now, basically, for these trailers. Yeah. So do you have to pay... The Don Lafontaine Family Trust to do that?
0: Like a voice likeness? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, does uh Oh God, what's his name? I mean, do do impressionists um in Vegas have to pay the people they impression do impressions of?
1: I don't know. I do know that if you're going to do impressions of what of like Bugs Bunny and stuff yeah. like that, 'cause 'cause um you you have to give like credit to Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Cause it's owned by Warner Brothers, so if you use if you use any of that stuff, and I think a portion of that money goes to Mel Blanc's mm. family trust. Speaking
0: of Mel Blanc, uh, remember when I did Dick Tracy last week? Yeah, um, we watched uh, me and my kids, uh, so they had a little bit of perspective before we watched the, the the 1990 movie. I put on a couple of those short cartoons, and Mel Blanc did uh, one of the voices of uh, one of the characters on there. Yeah. And I knew it right from the get go. I was like, "Yep, yeah, there I go. I go. There you go. There's. There's Mel Blanc." And they they're like oh, I go yeah that's Bugs Bunny and and uh, you know and other characters stuff, so um, all right so um, I was hoping uh, when you mentioned Spielberg and Raiders of the Lost Ark we would have just segued right into Jurassic World but <laughs> close enough I guess, all right so uh yeah our uh, feature presentation is going to be uh, yeah Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom which uh neither one of us had any uh any uh, big boners for, I don't think. All right, so. All right. Three years after the destruction of the Jurassic World theme park, Owen Grady and Clara Daring return to the island of Isla Nublar to save the remaining dinosaurs from a volcano that's about to erupt. Jurassic World Fallen King. She's dragged. Okay, okay, Go. on.
2: I'm okay.
1: How many can you save?
2: Eleven species. Blue is the last of her kind.
1: You'll never capture
2: her. We thought you might know someone
0: who could help. A rescue op? What could go wrong?
2: Hey, Blue. You know me. Come with me. You know you can't stay here. Back your men up right now. It was all a lie! Oh.
1: The man who proved raptors can follow orders. You never thought how many millions a trained predator might be once? They're in Not blue. They need it for something else. What is that They made it. This, this is, is the, the most dangerous, dangerous creature, creature that ever walked the Earth. I
2: say we shut this whole thing down.
1: Hey, girl. You think what I'm thinking? Genetic power has now been unleashed. You can't put it back in the box. Okay. back remember you're the one who made me come here i'll be all right these creatures were here before us
0: and if we're not careful
1: they're gonna be here after welcome to jurassic world Okay, I. Before we even start, hold on a second.
0: Where do we begin?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you have the the Raptor. <clears throat> yeah. Do you see the teeth? Yeah. It the teeth are on the outside of the lips. Yeah. Not on the inside of the mouth. Yeah. That's 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 fucking bad design.
0: Yeah. I, well, don't. The way I look at it is because it is a bad design. I, I definitely agree on that. The only thing I could think is that it's it's symbolic in a way of showing the genetic modification is 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 wrong, kind of thing.
1: Well, I I can understand that, but again, they're they're genetically modifying a raptor who has teeth on the inside of its mouth. Yeah, and now this 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 new super raptor.
0: Yeah, because it's it's it's, um, it's blended with the Indominus Rex, which is a T Rex and a raptor.
1: Right, which again is fucking stupid, <laughs> um, and then it has a mouth that's very reminiscent of an alligator. Yeah, right. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry. You know, I agree, I agree. It's it's this shit is getting out of hand.
0: It is, and okay, I I, I didn't put this in my review, but I, I, this bugs me as well. Animals are for better for better or worse. They are very um, primal, and Their main goal is survival, correct? Right. So they're going to eat when they need to eat. They're going to fucking, you know, sleep, you know, all that stuff. So if an island is exploding around them and there's a fucking pyroclastic flow coming at them, they're not going to take the time to start trying to eat fucking humans or other dinosaurs. They're going to keep running from it. Right. That's just common sense. Well,
1: look... You do have predators that will take advantage of that situation because they know what's going on and they're freaked out too. So they're going to attack. That's what happens when a- I mean animals get freaked. It's fight or flight type of thing. Yeah. And then when another animal's running at them, they they're like, oh, hey, look, food. You know, because like you know,
0: like animals, how they can sense things before we can, like earthquakes and things like that, right? They they're- they and they start to fly away or they start to cower. right. But or- if
1: something gets in their way. They're going to attack it or try to get through it.
0: I'm also basing this off of how conveniently the the Allosaurus attacks them while they're trying to get into the fucking glass bubble. And also, yeah, how I,
1: I'm I'm playing devil's yeah, advocate here, yeah. but I and I I, I totally agree yeah. with you. <laughs> but uh, again, I mean, and then the T Rex, the T Rex, of
0: course, has to save him. That at the last me. second, that's, I fucking hate that. That's shit.
1: that's fucking stupid because they were just going for classic T Rex. Oh, we we haven't had the T Rex yet, yeah. so. We need to involve him. Look, and
0: look, if you go back to the original Jurassic Park, sure that was kind of a cheesy thing when the Velociraptor just comes out of nowhere with no making no sound and grabs the Velociraptor before it attacks everybody. Okay. But you know wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Okay, remember in the first at the end of the first Jurassic Park when the two raptors are, are about to kill Doctor Grant and everybody, and all of a sudden the T Rex is just there and it
1: grabs the Raptor. Yeah, you didn't say that. You okay. said when the Velociraptor attacks the Velociraptor. Oh okay. That's anyway. okay. I so, just wanted to make sure that we were...
0: <laughs> but, and look, that was the first time that was done, so it's okay, okay? Because, I mean, even though that scene was fucking bullshit, if you think about it, how the fuck did that T-Rex get in there without making any sound, right? Um, it, it just, or without smelling it. Y- yeah, so it was just... But anyway, it was forgivable because that's the first time it was done, right? But now, it's, since it's already been done, you can't keep fucking relying on that every single time you make one of these movies. It's bullshit. It's uh like, what do they call it? The Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, you know the act of God where someone gets saved. You know it's
1: no. The, or my favorite is when they said you're not going to get within a mile of that animal, and then Owen gets in there, and then the, and then the the uh, the raptor blue doesn't doesn't even react to the fact that it's surrounded by other mercenaries. Yeah, and it can smell things from a mile away. Yeah, it would have fucking it would have run. Yeah, come on.
0: Yeah and 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 then you brought up about how the fact that the lava um and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Right? And I didn't even think about that but you're right. You can't get anywhere near lava when it's fucking when it's Well, you, you know.
1: can get near it but the way that he was is that the lava was literally touching his foot. Yeah. And he he was able to escape it. That would have melted right the fuck through his shoe yeah. and and burned off his foot. Started
0: cooking the fuck out of his foot instantly, right? Or his hand. Yeah. And he would have been. He would have had all these burns, and he would have been. He would have been fucked up. Yeah, he would
1: have had at least second degree and he, burns. And he also gets
0: shot with his fucking Trank dart that is supposed to take down dinosaurs.
1: However, it wasn't fully injected. into Because she yanked him. it out, right? Because you saw the blue I, in the vial, so there's only a little bit. That I knew you were going to bring that up, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to make sure that that you 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 had seen that as well. I that. saw
0: it. I, I I would assume though that like. Um, like in, in the real world, when you have a trank dart filled up, filled up with something that it's designed so that in case the animal does pull it out, it's already
1: injected enough into there to, to give an effect. No. No? No, it's designed with a plunger uh-huh. so that when it hits the animal... Should it instantly it, it, all go in, right? No, no. It plunges into it just like a regular needle and then it starts to, to go in the body. Yeah. That's how that works. Just like a regular plunger. I mean, it goes relatively quickly. But you know, not it doesn't it yeah. doesn't go fast enough. That's why they usually end up shooting it twice. Yeah.
0: But the fact that he's able to wake up and start moving around that quickly after getting taken down,
1: yeah. And, and the other thing is, is that I think when the darts are made, yeah. they're made so that when the like they have a metal casing yeah. around them, so that when they impact, it 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 um it buckles the casing, yeah, so that you. Because I want to, I, I don't want people to go. Oh, you know, hey, uh, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. I, I think that because you have to have a plunger to inject. Yeah, it just doesn't go into the body and then start going into the body. Yeah, it has to have uh, a reactionary, a, a reaction to something. Mm-hmm. So the metal buckles and plunges as it's buckling. It plunges into the into the body. Yeah, because of the impact.
0: Yeah, and then also the fact that he's able to. For, for a, a short amount of time, he's able to outrun a pyroclastic flow. When If you've done any research at all on those things, which I even knew about this before I saw this movie, is that those things are extremely fast and extremely destructive. Well, apparently not in this movie. <laughs> apparently not in this movie, no, because it, it engulfs him before he gets it to the edge of the cliff, right? And he's not fucking cooked. He's not blown to pieces. Because those things are supposed to go like around, up to like 400 miles an hour. You know those things are supposed to go really, really fast, and I mean, if you look at like Mount St. Helens and shit, and it just no, I mean, Chris Pratt's character instead of giving him more, more.
1: Uh, I don't think the but the, I don't think the volcano was really quote unquote erupting until the very end, where they were already on the ship.
0: The fact that it's well, I mean, still there was still a flow that was that was engulfing him, yeah. and it, it, he's not fucking burnt
1: or anything. I, again, it was I don't I think that you're you're misconstruing flow with. Blowing out vents, that's it was it was venting the island, you know. So it's too. It, it I will. I'll give this. I'll say it's debatable. How
0: about that? All right. I just it, it bugged me because you
1: cause you really didn't see the flow until until the 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 sad or brachiosaurus <laughs> yeah, part,
0: which it could have stepped into the fucking water
1: and walked around the island, right? Yeah, Sad
0: brachiosaurus. <clears throat> it does have a long neck, you know.
1: <laughs> I, I just I, I like the fact that we're supposed to feel bad for watching a dinosaur die in the lava. Yeah. And we just witnessed hundreds of, if not thousands, of these species because they can only save 11. Yeah. 11, right? L- 11 species, right? Right. So, so they can only save 11 and then the rest have to die.
0: Yeah. and... Uh, so
1: think about that. We just witnessed the, extinct, the extermination of hundreds, if not thousands, yeah. of these a- animals. Yeah. And we're supposed to feel bad and about they, the last brachiosaur. And they can't, dying. yeah.
0: Yeah. And they can't even take them to Isla Sorna because Site B doesn't exist anymore. Because they've retconned that shit.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because it existed in the original Jurassic Park anyway.
0: I know, that's fucking annoying. It, it, so you can't retcon something that already exists. Yeah, so pretty much since Jurassic World, the first one. Because I remember we talked about this when the first movie came out. And it was, they were going to ignore the events of Part 2 and Part 3. Right. And that and that, those, those are the two that had Site B in them. and
1: Right, but Part 1 um, also mentioned Site B.
0: I don't recall that. I'm serious. I, I don't. It's, in,
1: it's it's definitely in the book.
0: It, it could be because I read both books, but it's been 20 years since I've read both books. So yeah, they, they um,
1: because they developed, they tried developing the dinosaurs on 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 B. Yeah, and then they were going to create and when they finally, um, when they finally um, perfected the manufacturing process, yeah, they went to site A. Okay, which is I just, or if you switch them around. <laughs> if you if you call site B Jurassic Park, yeah. and in site A development site, mm-hmm. that's how it was,
0: and yeah, and then you know, and then they also because of that, because of not you know uh, retconning, they introduce they introduce uh, fucking James Cromwell's character Lockwood, right? Who who is just a knockoff of uh, John Hammond, pretty much, right. right? You know, he's dying, he's in his fucking wooden mansion, and t- when it all boils down to it, the majority of this movie is just a fucking rip off of the lost world a lot of it i mean it, a lot of this movie is a rip off of the lost world right and then and then instead of uh the attack on san diego we get the fucking auction house right the criminal auction and and then but then we get the little the you know the comparison to san diego afterwards at the right after all that right and the and the guilt free dino murder and all or all that shit you know like <laughs> Dude, this movie, when we first saw it, I had, look, I already knew it was going to suck, so I didn't, I wasn't disappointed by it when it was over. So at first, I was going to give it like a three and a half or something, and then when I was thinking about it, and then as I was writing the review and and all that stuff, I was starting to get more and more pissed off about it. It, it, Look, Spielberg already set this up in a beautiful way, and you can't, and and to go on this, I mean, look, in comparison, because The Lost World, no one ever talks about The Lost World. Okay? But if you think about it, The Lost World is fucking leagues better than this movie. Leagues. Right. It had characters you gave a shit about, it had good dialogue, it had a lot of dinosaur fun, right? And it was it was worth seeing. And it had a change of pace when you when you had the T-Rex in San Diego at the end. It was a it was it was a it was a good summer movie. All right? It wasn't the first Jurassic Park, but it was still good. All right? This one along this one here is just fucking blatant Hey, we've got this expensive property and we're just going to exploit the shit out of it. Right. We're not even going to throw good writing at it or anything. Because fucking Colin Trevorrow, man, he wrote, he co wrote this with this guy. With the, I can't, I don't even, I don't even want to write the guy's name it down.
2: Doesn't even
1: matter.
0: Because the guy's only done this one and he's done uh, the the first Jurassic World with him. And, and I think, uh, and then Trevorrow's going to co write the fucking next one, the third one as well. And he's going to direct it. Yeah. So, you know, look, Disney, man, they, Kennedy was smart fucking
1: firing his ass because. Again. This is speculation.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, sure. But that's what we're here for. Right? I know,
1: but it's speculation. We don't know why he got removed, but we can, we can speculate you know, and, and yeah, come I mean, close to the fact that. Yeah. I mean, look. The screenplay was rejected. It, it, it was rejected, but he, here's, here's the fact of the matter Jurassic Park did what? A billion? Or Jurassic World.
0: Yeah, Jurassic World did 1.6 billion.
1: Where are we at with this one? This one made 700 million worldwide its first week. That's fucking bullshit. That's insane, and 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 solo made less than two hundred. You I mean, look, I had problems with solo, but solo is
0: way fucking better than this movie. Yeah, it,
1: it, your your problems with solo are dick. <laughs> My problems with solo are dick. Compared to yeah. the fact that these two fucking movies have done two billion dollars in damage <laughs> to to the to the viewing public's eyes, Yeah. and. And yet, people fucking run to the theater to go see this fucking movie, just like Transformers, dude. And yeah, and and then we still continually get like the beginning of the fucking movie. Look, the beginning of the movie started off really, really good, huh? and they're they're going through the lock the lock channel or the channel locks, let's just call it that. And you're telling me that. They think that everything is dead. It's only been three years.
0: This, this island that's constantly being observed.
1: Yeah, and they're... Well, it's at night. It's, it's a rainstorm. We're, so let's take out the observe ob- observation bullshit. But not even right knowing
0: now. that the fucking uh, the the megalodon or whatever the fuck it is is still in the water. Yeah, it's so it's alive.
1: not even it's not it's it's like way bigger than a megalodon. Like whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's, know, the
0: it's, elasmosaurus. I don't remember. I don't know what the fuck it is.
1: It's it's the the fucking the ultrasaurus or whatever. Uh, it's a, a m word. Saurus. <laughs>
0: the big Motherfucker of the
1: deep, Mazasaurus. I think. Um, I uh, hold on before we get to any. Before we get to that, Isla Sorna, alias Site B, is one island in the uh, uh, one island of the group called the Five Deaths. Yeah, Isla or Isla Sorna roughly words. means Sarcasm Island in Spanish. The research station of Ingen, where the dis- dinosaurs were created, uh, it is the place where most of the movies, books, and games about Jurassic Park take place. And the island is much larger than Isla Nublar. Now, in movie canon, just so that we can clear this up, <coughs> um, it's 333 kilometers or 207 miles west of Costa Rica. It is the largest of the five deaths. It is the stage of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Okay. <coughs> After InGen bought Isla Sorna, they codenamed the island Site B, Um, it's the factory floor where dinosaurs were cloned in the various facilities in-gen built on the island. And
0: then moved to Nublar, yeah. The
1: dinosaurs were nursed in temporary paddocks until they could be transported to Jurassic Park, 87 miles east. After Hurricane Clarissa hit the island, all personnel were evacuated from the island, and the facilities were later abandoned. However, however, before they left, the in-gen personnel unlocked the gates of the island's enclosures so that the dinosaurs could have a better chance of surviving the storm. Within a few years, the dinosaurs took over the island and established a fully functional ecosystem. <clears throat> uh, in the first stages of the development of Lost World, the geography of the novel version of the island was used. Later, they made a new version. The geography of the island is revealed in the Hammond scene. Uh, John Hammond shows Ian Malcolm a screen on which the thermal signatures yeah, of the dinosaurs Yeah, he said, thank God for Site B. So, we know that Site B exists in the first Jurassic Park, too, because it's linked to in Jurassic Park, I mean, because it's linked with Jurassic Park 2 when Hammond says, thank God for Site B. Yeah. Okay? And, and they're doing
0: the same thing that they're doing with the new Halloween, dude. They're ignoring shit.
1: Well, they're, yeah, they're ignoring two through whatever, and that's, that's fine. We haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't want to get into a discussion. Well, the director even said that. So I, I, I don't want to get into a discussion about fucking Halloween just, until we see the movie. I'm just
0: making a comparison, man.
1: So let's get to Jurassic World. This is fucking bullshit, man! This is seven hundred twenty-nine million dollars for a movie that's just and that fucking garbage. And I believe
0: that is why Universal Pictures doesn't give a shit about quality writing because it's just like with Transformers. Why, why improve on the writing when they're going to keep making this much money? Right. You know, and look, look what happened finally with the uh, with the last night Transformers five. People it made like half of what the other ones had made you know the other one had made. Which is showing that people are finally starting to feel the fatigue of shitty writing. Shitty storytelling. Really? I believe so. S- starting to feel the fatigue of shitty writing. Dude, some people it takes a long fucking time, man. Some people, you know, some people are just completely oblivious. I, I just I just want to point that out. Oh no, no, I'm saying that Boop look up wait. Boop. What did I say? Look how long it took for people to finally start feeling the fatigue of, of the bullshit with Transformers. It took till the fifth fucking movie.
1: But it, this is just a continuation of that, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but the, this is
0: also a new generation of fucking you know moviegoers going through this shit. No, you can't use that excuse. Transformers was done over a 10-year period. But
1: you can't use that excuse because people were tired of the Transformers bullshit with Transformers 4, Transformers 5, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. This is in the last five years, Joe. Mm-hmm. These movies are in the last five years. Jurassic World, and now Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, yeah. plus all the other garbage fucking piece of shit movies that are out there. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people look, a lot and, and, of people And, and quote unquote, people are getting tired of it, right? But yet they're still paying $729 million to see a shit movie. Yeah. And watch what will happen over time. It's not going to change. Until it to the last night. $500 million. Yeah, instead
0: of the billion that it, they know, it doesn't make.
1: matter. It made it made more than five hundred million dollars. They're uh, not getting tired of it. If the movie makes half of what it made before,
0: the previous installment made, then yeah, there's a problem. No, it made five hundred million.
1: Do you see the the difference? No, I don't. Okay, it made five hundred million dollars.
0: Okay, it also cost two hundred million to make it. <laughs> Who cares? It, also- it made
1: five hundred million on top of the the. Whatever the fucking seven billion that the franchise had already made at that point. Do
0: you remember um um Alice in Wonderland, how it made a billion dollars worldwide and then its sequel through the looking glass only made like three hundred million worldwide? But, uh, it, only you don't see an inherent pro if you're an investor and you were paying for something, you you invested into something and first time it makes this much money, but then the second time it doesn't make anywhere near as much money. You don't see that there'd be a problem there? There'd be a sign of something?
1: Again, if I were an investor in this in this fran- in the Transformers franchise, if it made two hundred and seventy million dollars, I'd still get my money back. Do you see where I'm going with this?
0: I I, I just I did I The don't fucking
1: know. movie made six hundred five million dollars. hmm And go to it, it it doesn't matter. It does matter. It no, absolutely Joe, matters. Joe, it Mike. doesn't. It doesn't because the franchise has made Billions how many people do you think it takes to buy
0: that many tickets? The franchise has
1: made billions of dollars okay so when when you when let's just go with your business investment, okay? Hey, I'm going to do Transformers Five, and projected projected first week is hundred and twenty five million. Well, what do you think it's going to do for overall? Less than a billion. Well, how much less than a billion? It may do five hundred million okay. And my cut of that is what, 13%? Here's my money. Take my fucking money. Because it's guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but almost guaranteed. That movie made $600 million and it was shit. Shit. Solo, which is a far superior product, a better movie, better cast, better director, better effects, is struggling to even make its own budget back. Because of whatever. It doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense when this movie this movie came out just a year ago in Jurassic World and Jurassic and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom so we have three movies in 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 the last 2 years that combined have done already almost 3 billion dollars and 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 solo is struggling which is a far superior product
0: so if you were a business analyst and you were looking at um you know, because you have to you know, pay attention to the way things are going. If you have a product, and, it's ma- and it makes, let's just say Age of Extinction, and it makes over a billion worldwide, then the next one makes $605 million worldwide. You don't think that there'd be some kind of an alarm, the fact that it's making over $400 million less? No. You don't see a problem in that? No. Being someone who, who's supposed to pay attention to things like that? No. Why?
1: Because it made $600 million.
0: So, I really, I truly believe right now you're doing this just to fucking.
1: I'm not doing this to fuck with you, Joe. I'm doing this as you're asking me a business question. I'm telling you right now if you invest $2 in something and your return is double that, triple that, it's not even double it, it's triple that. For every $2 that you invest, you're going to get three bucks back. Would you do it? Sure. Then what the fuck is the problem? I'm
0: not saying it's not profitable, Mike. I'm saying that. That right there should show a sign of some kind of, of something happening where not enough, not as many people are buying tickets to that movie. Not as many are buying tickets to the movie because
1: it's a shit movie, and we both agree on that. That's forty percent drop. It That's doesn't, a large drop. It dude. doesn't matter. It made two. It made six hundred million dollars. Great. So, fucking revenge. on a shit movie. Revenge of the Fallen almost made a billion. Dude, it made six hundred million dollars. Revenge ag- on shitty reviews. Dark of the Moon made one point one billion dollars. It, it doesn't matter. Age how. of
0: Extinction m- made over $1.1 billion. It, it
1: doesn't even matter. That's fucking... That's icing on the cake, dude. That budget, that $200 million budget... Yeah. ...back against four movies... Yeah. ...that Look, made billion not, a billion dollars
0: apiece. I'm not debating that they they're not making profit. They're still making a shit ton of profit. What I'm saying is, that should raise an alarm. It doesn't doesn't raise any alarms. If their movies keep making over a billion dollars, and then all of a sudden it makes 40% less, there's something... It it doesn't raise any alarms because it's
1: $600 million of icing. This is is free fucking money. That's why it's not raising any alarms. That's why it wasn't a big deal for it to fucking, quote-unquote, flop.
0: So you don't think that if you have a fucking gravy train, and all of a sudden there's less and less gravy um, out of nowhere? No, because uh, I'm still getting gravy. Okay, but what about, you're not going to start to project that maybe the gravy's going to get lower Dude, and lower?
1: the first movie paid for all of these movies. Okay. Everything else above that? Okay, the point I'm trying to make here, and this, this is what we... The point I'm trying to make is one movie paid for
0: five. okay. The point I tried to make was from the start of this fucking argument is that people aren't going as much to see the fucking movie now because they're, I, I believe, they're tired of the bullshit. Okay, then
1: explain Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Because I don't sorry,
0: think <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. Because Dra- I don't think, for the most part, the younger audiences. But this don't was see a fucking bullshit. year ago. It was three years ago. But, One year ago. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Transformers. I'm talking about, we're talking about
1: Jurassic World. Okay, Jurassic World. Transformers and Fallen Kingdom all within the last 3 years, right? Yeah. Okay. And people are getting tired of bad
0: writing? I didn't say the overall bullshit of every movie, Mike. I'm talking about specifically. But even then,
1: this movie's getting bad reviews yes. just like just like Transformers. Okay, yeah. Just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 and 2. Yes. And it's still fucking raking in the money. Yes.
0: And I think that if you they keep making more Jurassic Worlds, I guarantee you the money will start. The people will eventually, hopefully, if they're not that fucking stupid. Eventually,
1: they'll they'll stop buying as many tickets. I. It just doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe it, not. It I, doesn't. It doesn't, dude. And 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 I'm backing it up with numbers right here, which is one Transformer movie paid for five shitty sequels. Okay, roughly. Yeah. yeah. For let's say four shitty sequels. And now they got a Bumblebee movie coming out, right?
0: Yeah, which trailer wise, it looks good, but that don't mean shit,
1: right? And and I'm happy with the trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I look. Joe and I are just having an argument for money's sake. This is about whatever. My belief is that, regardless of the drop off and whatever else, this is. Uh, it doesn't matter at this point because my 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 argument is. Transformers, the first Transformers movie paid for the entire fucking franchise. Okay? When the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth movie came out, that's all fucking icing on the cake. They don't give a shit. Wh- whatever the fucking amount of money that it takes in. Yeah, they're milking it for all it's worth. With, I, I, with, with exception. If it if it performs under what the budget is, that's a problem. But if it makes its budget back and then some, regardless of anything else. The, and the same thing is going on with Jurassic World. Jurassic World One made enough money to float this franchise for five movies,
0: roughly. Or yeah. More, yeah, yeah.
1: And they're already the and the third one has already been greenlit. By the way, yeah, already greenlit.
0: Tararo's the director and
1: co-writer, and we've already expressed our our reasonings behind why this movie is shit.
0: Oh yeah, there's st- and there's still plenty of other reasons why this movie is shit.
1: Yeah, and, and we're not even done yet. Yeah, no. Look, <laughs> um. Where was it? The characters. Uh, but, uh, so let's let's leave the characters out of this for a second. Eli Mills. Okay, Claire. Claire meets Lockwood and his aide Eli Mills at his estate in Northern California. Yeah, Rafe Spall. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Mills, who is a typical bullshitter. Uh, it's it's a bad character. Now, this is what I want to get to.
0: He's pretty dude. He's pretty much uh, Richard Attenborough's uh, John Hammond's brother from the
1: Lost World. Yeah, exactly. Um. Because I, I want to get into, I, I want to get into a couple of other things, including the characters here. Yeah. But I want to get into a couple of other things, um, and the characters being last it's because the they're rich, the most important. It's
0: just the rich bad guy opportunist.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense because um, he he he's in charge of the trust. Yeah, but like there are lawyers and all this other especially shit, especially
0: when you got that much fucking money.
1: So, so the, they're they're just blanket statementing or conveniencing the plot. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm gonna spend all this money to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and save all these things. But where are all the lawyers? Yeah, and and not only that,
0: where's all the help? Yeah, and it's like, oh, in the, oh, wait, in he, that big fucking house. Oh, he died. Now it's instantly it's mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, the trust doesn't revert to you. The trust reverts to the daughter. Yeah. Oh, you mean the
0: clone? Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh yeah. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> the clone. Which at first I thought was a clever twist,
0: and then I thought about it as I was writing the review, and I didn't even put it in the review. But
1: it's it was it, who gives a shit? It's it's a throwaway idea. It doesn't really it's, matter. It's a garbage idea, and the whole plot of Lockwood being angry at Hammond is garbage too. Yeah. Um. So I would have been more happy with
0: like a fucking. Uh, Dennis Ned- Nedry that didn't die by the Dilophosaurus, and he's decided to to um, to, to uh, get revenge <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah, that, and that would be stupid too. But you know what I mean. Well, they should have picked it up right after. Like, there, what happened to that canister of barbasol?
0: Well, it, they they said um, um, Dotson, Dotson said that it's only got a limited amount of hours. Of uh, the, the for the for the coolant, right? So that it, you've only got like I think 48 hours or some but shit. But like what that. if somebody finds it and because I know there should have been a homing device in there, yeah. I, I mean, if I was gonna invest in this billion dollar opportunity, I think I'd put a homing device in that motherfucker, right? So, no interesting is to some fat guy with w- some fucking chips,
1: yeah. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what if that thing gets buried, yeah. right? And it hardens, yeah, and they're able to extract the DNA out of that, mm-hmm. okay. That's just a possibility. Yeah. Why didn't they go after that angle? That would have been a better angle.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that would have <laughs> that could have um, set up a lot more things as well. If they you know, and just with the simple addition of hey, yeah, they and, they, and, they put a fucking tracking device in. It. And
1: why is Blue the last living Velociraptor?
0: Because I guess the only other ones that were on the island were the one the ones that got killed in Jurassic World. Because remember, one guy hit with a bomb. One got blown up by a bomb. Uh, one got destroyed by the Indominus, I believe, and uh, another one might have gotten shot.
1: What about Site B? Well, oh, there, that's there right. Site B doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. The site B, is, they completely fucking ignored that. that exists. Right. Otherwise, it would have been really easy to take 87 miles of boat rides or whatever, take the, all the dinosaurs over there.
1: Right. Um, okay. So we've we, we've established that Lockwood lives in Northern California, which brings me to <laughs> this. Yeah. The dinosaurs are transported to Lockwood's estate and caged. How? On trucks. Do you remember how?
0: Weren't they brought in on trucks? Didn't the shitload of trucks? How truck... did they get there? Um I know you're going you're leading into, but um uh well they mean the from the boat.
1: Right. And where did the boat dock?
0: I would assume as close to as possible or no because like, you can't just move pull up to any beach, right, in a fucking boat that size. You have to go to a port. Right. So if it's Northern California, I would have to assume either San Francisco or Portland.
1: Nope. What? There is no Portland, or you can't do anything in Portland there, and San Francisco doesn't have a port. It's Oakland. Okay. I nope. mean, fifty. Who cares? Close enough. Yeah, it's semantics.
0: But that's still pretty <laughs> fucking
1: far. However, you're wrong on both counts. What? He had a private dock. Uh-huh. Did you re- see that? Remember that?
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I was fucking getting. I was just. I was getting
1: antsy. He had a, he had a private dock yeah and then all the trucks were offloaded from the private dock, which is amazing because they went from Costa Rica, yeah. to Tahoe, because that's what it looked like. yeah, it looked like they were in Tahoe. They went from San Francisco to tahoe or Costa Rica to Tahoe, okay Now, there are no inlets to get to Lake tahoe anywhere close to fucking Lake Tahoe, where this mansion was. I'm assuming it's Lake Tahoe. Because it sure as hell looked like Lake Tahoe. Well, it
0: says his estate is in Northern California.
1: Yeah, but it was fucking Lake. Tah- I mean, well, this te- was Tahoe. Dude. I mean,
0: technically, uh, we uh, we are in the the side of the California side of Lake Tahoe is considered Northern California. So, yeah, because every time I hear Northern California, even though we're part of it, I always think of like fucking Eureka and all that
2: shit.
1: Yeah, but it, it, even looking out from his house, yeah. to to. Looking out north, south, east, and west of his house, all you see is trees, and then in one shot, all you can see is city in the far distance. Yeah. So where did the fucking boat go to? Exactly. Where did the boat go to? How how were they able to get a gigantic steamer ship to go inland to a private dock to offload dinosaurs?
0: See, here's the funny part, is that I'll never know... Because my son, Kendrick, wants to see this movie. And even though I told him how shitty it is, he didn't want to rehear the review because he knew I was gonna knock it. And I still read it to him anyway. But I I don't I'm not gonna give this money. I'm glad I used my free ticket. You used the free ticket as well. Yes, I did. And because we both knew it was gonna be shit. And I don't plan on buying this on Blu ray. I don't give a fuck if it goes down to five dollars. I'm not giving this money this movie any fucking money. I'm not gonna do it. Nope, me neither. And so look, if it comes on Netflix and they wanna watch it, go ahead. Because uh, you know whatever, but I'm not I'm not contributing to this fucking bullshit. I'm yeah. not
1: going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 severely upset and and uh, angry uh, that they would release bullshit <laughs> like this. Look, Mike, Mike, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> the uh, just so that everyone that's listening to this is aware to. Bring a container ship into the United States. Oh yeah, I know this firsthand because my mother works for a shipping company. Yes, to bring a container into the United States, you have to land at one of three ports. Uh-huh. not and the three ports are Long Beach, Oakland, and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, there isn't really any choices. Yeah, you have to go to one of those three ports. Yeah, okay, you and and, sh- and ships, much like planes, have shipping lanes. So you just can't take your ship and just randomly drive it anywhere you want to yeah. up the coast. Like literally you can't take like your container ship Like when you're passing ship. a
0: way station in a big rig?
1: Yeah. You you just you can't take your container ship uh-huh. and decide that you're going up to Sacramento Delta. Yeah. You know, because you think that that's the way to do it. Yeah. You have to literally go to one of three ports. And the reason why you have to go to one of these three ports and Long Beach is the biggest on the West Coast. It gets like 85 percent of all incoming shipments. Yeah, the reason why you have to is because
0: Homeland Security, Customs. Um, well, I you have to. You have to have. Them, it has to be ag- searched. Agricultural uh, stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: things will get put on hold. Yeah. I if was, you can't pay for Is there em?
0: like a DEA thing as well? or
1: Yeah, something like that. But if you can't pay for, like when the ship, when when the containers get off the ship, there's a tax. Yeah. And if you can't pay the tax, it sits on the dock
2: huh.
1: until that shit is paid. So, aside from all the technicalities, yes, okay, the biggest technicality is that container ship floated up to Northern California yes. on some made-up... Fucking river, yes, which doesn't exist, and offloaded a bunch of dinosaurs. That okay, this is funny that are infested with bugs, flies, possible diseases, diseases, and a whole slew of other shit. Which you have now, that's the
0: a nightmare that's a that's a that's an international nightmare,
1: yeah, that you have now introduced into the United States, yeah. That's why you're not allowed to bring fruit. Yeah, like simply you cannot bring fruit into California.
0: I don't even think you can bring meat, like because you could have like certain kinds of parasites <laughs> and shit in it.
1: Um, I I don't yeah, fruits and perishables, but mostly fruits, fruits and plants. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to bring fruits and plants into California. You can't introduce that shit. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and people do it anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's like uh, it's like the Simpsons episode where he introduced the frog in Australia. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, it just starts breeding everywhere,
0: like rabbits. Yeah.
1: So they have taken dangerous animals mm-hmm. and introduced them into uh, United States, yeah. into into California, who have who probably have diseases, as Joe said, um, uh, are infested with all sorts of mites and bugs and and all sorts of shit from Costa Rica. Okay, which includes seeds from plants. Yeah. It's going to be in there. It's going to be in their stool well, and everything else.
0: It's only going to be temporary because <laughs> there's there's a bunch of rich criminals that are going to buy them all and whisk them away as quickly as possible. Oh, but
1: wait, <laughs> the clone releases them after all the rich criminals are killed or driven off. Yes. And so the clone releases all of these animals into the wild. She doesn't want them to die. And now we are infested with new diseases and bugs and alpha predators and alpha predators. Not not just alpha predator. We, we've, we have a fucking T-Rex floating around uh-huh. Northern California. Yeah. We have a velociraptor. Yeah. Some of the most dangerous animals ever to live in the history of the world.
0: Yeah. Now, movie-wise, you know it's going to be extremely hard to kill them, right? But realistically, you shoot a fucking uh, a T rex with a missile launcher, it's going to go down.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you're going to have to shoot a missile launcher into a crowded city. Yeah.
0: And so... And that's... And, and again... Symbolic of the rest of this movie, I would say that because of the 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 dumb decision making and 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 just directions that this movie goes, the excuse that would probably be used with them how they got the boat to where they got it to would probably be oh because they're rich and they could pay off anyone they need to pay off. Yeah, but or it doesn't some, work that way. I, you see what <laughs> I'm saying though, right? Right. So, um, and then there any anything any fucking knock we have at this movie, I guarantee you there's some dumb fucking excuse for why it's it's possible. Yeah,
1: none of this is possible. Yeah.
0: No, I It was
1: it was impossible in the original fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, and this Well, been... it, but it's getting closer to being realistic because oh, yeah. they're cloning. doing mammoths. Yeah. Um, if you heard about that.
0: Mhm. Long time ago, but yeah, I heard that they're trying to do it, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they're closer. They they're they're in the process of cloning mammoths just for the specific reason to walk on the icy tundra of Siberia to break it up because there's gases underneath the tundra uh-huh. that if it can instead of you know doing something like drilling a hole yeah. every 20 feet um w- uh, what it does is it compacts and releases those gases okay. and it it's it's supposed to help it's it's supposed to help the world okay so it doesn't blow up
0: yeah, yeah, it's becoming closer to science fact instead of science fiction.
1: Right, and they're working on cloning dinosaurs, too. Yeah. Which is fucking insane dude, already. Just like with
0: AI, dude. I mean, look, we've had all these movies, The Matrix and The Terminator and other things that yeah. have warned us, and yet the AI mm. is still being
1: flirted with. Nobody's fucking, nobody listens. No one listens, man. Well, no, that's not real. We got firewalls don't for worry. all that
0: shit. We're good.
1: Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the fucking... We'll
0: keep it in an isolated system. It's fine.
1: Don't worry about the rampaging, psychotic metal being that's chasing you down and yeah. can't be killed by conventional or, yeah, weapons. Or
0: just setting off all the nukes in the world at once to get rid of us.
1: Yeah. You know, that the, yeah, don't don't worry about or, the, or something
0: uh, even more simple, like like instead of destroying the whole world, instead just release like a virus, yeah, or, you know, a, a, a nano virus or something, right? Yeah, well, then I, I know I'm getting extreme, but you know what? If you get to something that's that's artificial intelligence and it, it starts to go, you know, it starts to advance, 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 just advance. Just
1: unplug the fucking thing.
0: <laughs> I know, wouldn't that be that? Wouldn't it be that simple? It's usually, how it is. Yeah. So and then the characters. Holy shit, dude! What a waste of all this acting talent. A shitload of waste man chris Pratt chris Pratt, mine has not well not even been in this movie. He was completely indifferent to the fucking uh the 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 velociraptor that he raised quote unquote right yeah he
1: he just wanted them all to die,
0: yeah, he didn't give a shit, and, and that's he, and
1: that's what I wanted him to do yeah. like like from the fucking beginning, yeah, you know where like in the island yeah. where everything is going on, on the island, I was just like, I wonder if they're all gonna die here. I felt what like- <laughs> and that's exactly what was going on through my mind throughout the whole entire movie yeah. was like. Who dies in this one? Well, Who the, dies here? You know what's funny? Please the, die. The, the, the
0: predators, yeah, fuck them, right? The, but the, the nice little herbivores and the Ankylosaurus and all that shit, I was like, eh, there's a way you could save them. No, ahead. I
1: wanted I wanted all of the fucking characters to die. Yeah. Like, drown. Yeah. I hope you drown. <laughs> I hope you all die.
0: Yeah, because all those dinosaurs drowned when they yeah. jumped off the cliff, right? So fuck you. Yeah, and, and just... Well, they didn't all drown, but... Y- yeah. yeah. Still, every all this... all Chris Pratt's character was... Instead, he was made invincible, right? And 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 he he had no lines. He had, I think he had one funny line in the entire movie where he said, "You know, just remember, it's your fault if I die." Right. right. That was it. There was I don't think he had anything else um, important to say or and important to, to really you know contribute like dialogue wise. It, it just it did not. I just said the same thing twice. But he, he there was there was nothing special for him. Bryce Dallas Howard's character was. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm glad they didn't overdo the relationship between them. I'm glad for that. There was just a remark here and there. But her character was, okay, she's like an activist now, trying to save the dinosaurs. And and then that leads into what we were talking about before. How these people were able to sneak these dinosaurs off an island that the whole fucking world knows is going to blow, and no one's watching it? Not one single fucking news outlet is watching this while it's happening? Right. That is the most preposterous bullshit I've ever seen. Yeah. We've got people with cell phones now that if you, there's a fight outside of a Denny's, there's 30 different fucking versions if of it.
1: someone farts on a pizza and uses it as a topping, Yeah, we know about it within seconds.
0: Yeah. So how the fuck does an island explode that the news at the beginning of the movie was talking about and showing footage of?
1: How and the
0: fuck did no one... And nobody gives a shit about it. How how did no one see this gigantic, at the dock, this big-ass boat with helicopters carrying fucking dinosaurs and all this shit? Nothing?
1: Oh, it it gets even better. So the the black kid, Justice Smith, uh, as Franklin Webb, he's a former IT technician for Jurassic World who is now the Dinosaur Protection Group System Analyst and Hacker.
0: Yeah, 20 years old.
1: All right, so.
0: It's like 20. That's fine. That's fine. It's just,
1: technology is is a wonderful thing. Fine, and they <laughs> there are tons of hackers at twenty years old. Okay, yeah, yeah, but this is not the point I am making. Yeah, the point I am making is the very first part of the sentence: a former IT technician for Jurassic World.
0: Oh, so that means he was underage.
1: No, <laughs> no, he was at the fu- he was at the fucking park when the dinosaurs escaped, uh-huh. and all of a sudden he goes back and and he's
0: screaming at everything like it's the first time he's ever seen a yeah. dinosaur. You're right. I didn't even know that. I didn't he's even Kevin know. Harding it. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't uh, I didn't look and see that he was a former IT tech for Jurassic World. Maybe they mentioned it in the movie and I just didn't catch it. I didn't catch
1: it either, but, uh, you know, i looking at it right now. Daniela Pineda, uh, Dr. Zia Rodriguez, token gay, mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. If you're going to write gay characters, mm-hmm. do not token them. Yeah. You don't need to do that. And what I mean by token gay is this typical goth bullshit gay stuff. Yeah. Make them real, make them honest. Yeah. And that's not that's what they are exactly. Stop placating. Yeah, they they are exact yeah. they're doing the exact opposite in Hollywood, which they do with every fucking thing when it comes to trying to push the envelope. Um when it or not just pushing the envelope, when it comes to Righting the wrongs of yeah. the world of society, yeah. which is they go so fucking extreme with this bullshit. Her character would have been better without. I mean, and they didn't even talk about this, but it's all over the news about how they cut out this whole gay scene subplot thing. thing or yeah, something, yeah. And, and and they and they should have left it in first and foremost. What was the scene? I don't know. Hmm. It's not that important. Okay. Because I
0: didn't click on it, but I saw I saw what you were talking about Because
1: yeah. people are making such people are making this a bigger deal than it is. Stop treating people as if everyone is special. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, we've had this we've had this discussion before. It's not equality, is it? No, it's not. Gay people, straight people, whatever whatever you're going to identify your, with your inclination. Yeah, I don't I don't care most of us don't care. Yeah. And the reason why most of us don't care is because you're a human being. Yeah. That's what we care about. Now you have you, you have people that just don't care about anything. Yeah. But what I'm saying is your sexuality, your you, the, what you like, what you don't like, you know, blah blah blah. Okay? If you're yeah. into animals, you're in animals.
0: Yeah. If it's important to the story, it's important to the story, but if it's not, don't throw and, it in there just because you're trying to be this
1: supportive statement and you're trying to placate You know, the Chinese or the gays or whatever. Yeah, by having
0: Lee Bingbing in your fucking movie. Right. Who the fuck is Lee Bingbing? Yeah. (laughs)
1: And that's that's the problem with Hollywood is trying to placate everybody and try to make everything safe and everything special. Yeah. Stop it. And when everyone's special. Stop trying to make everything (laughs) special, original, and not real.
0: You were supposed to finish that sentence.
1: And when you try to make everything special, nothing is. Nothing is. Yeah. And that's and that's the issue. Is just humans are humans. Who cares about your sexuality? Who cares about your race? Who cares about your religion or whatever else? My and other biggest problem. It's important with this to the story.
0: Thing, then that's one thing. But otherwise, no.
1: And my other biggest problem with this whole thing is the fact that this Danielle Pineda, um, Ruby Rose. That's who it was. Is is just basically a Ruby Rose clone. Yeah. I'm tired of characters that are quote unquote. Hacker badasses <laughs> that have to have the fucking the fucking um, Betty Page Bob the glasses. They're looking hot, and then they have the arm tattoo. Sleeve, oh, everyone yeah. has to have the fucking sleeve tattoo. Yeah, fuck off with that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You're not cool. It doesn't look good. The Sleeve it's is fucking stupid. The
0: Sleeve is this decades version of the tribal tattoo.
1: Yeah, it's getting old. And the like, fucking barbed wire tattoo. Like there are some really cool sleeves. Mm-hmm. A girl I used to work with had a had a like an ocean, like a like a like fish or shark or some shit like that. Uh. But it was all blue, and, and it was really cool. Yeah. It, very seldom do I see sleeve work.
0: There's effort put into it.
1: That yeah that that. Is different than what everybody else is doing, which is the tribal tattoo bullshit. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right. And this is for Hollywood. Stop it. Yeah. Stop, Stop doing it. shitty fucking tattoos on people because it's the end thing. Yeah. Just be honest and real. Give us a goddamn movie that's honest and real. Yeah. Like, Ted Levine. I love Ted Levine in this movie, by the way.
0: Did you? He had a couple good remarks, but I, otherwise, <laughs> he, he still ends up the same way as Vin, Vincent D'Onofrio's character. You know.
1: Well, it was stupid for him to open the cage. Yeah. I, I mean, I what the, the
0: fuck? I knew the raptor was fucking with him.
1: Like, if I were Ted Levine and I was reading that part of the script, yeah. and it says, this guy walks, he shoots a dinosaur, and then he goes and he opens the cage, and then the dinosaur is playing possum. And
0: it opens the cage and eats the idiot. Yeah, yeah, and then
1: <laughs> and then because some because Ted Levine opens the cage, it allows the dinosaur to escape. Yeah, which is just convenient to plot. I would have taken that page, and I would have set the entire script on fire, and I would have thrown it at Colin Trevorrow.
0: I'm pretty sure that Ted Levine uh, wants to uh, make money, so you know he's just got to he's got to go roll yeah, the punches, right? But
1: uh, making money and. And having a fucking uh, a a sense of um, a sense of decency, yeah, you know, it's like, dude, what the fuck? I I, I seriously would have said that. To, I I would have looked at Colin Trevorrow and said, Do you really think audiences are going to buy this bullshit? Yeah, like. Like a fucking professional soldier who's been around, yeah, and I'm supposed to be sixty years old. Look, would make some sort of would make a fucking stupid mistake like that.
0: How did Muldoon get killed in the first Jurassic Park?
1: Um, he got suckered by the three raptors. He got
0: suckered by the th- now, and it worked right. It was clever. And he even said, Clever Girl, right? Right. And it was fucking great. I mean, I hated that he died, but But, it was
1: great. But well, here's the other thing is is that when those, when the rap, when when he's dealing with the Raptors, so they're newly introduced. Yeah. And so he's figuring out. He's never done the hunt with them. Right. He's learning how they hunt. Yeah. And they're faster than he is.
0: Which is also funny because. When when Doctor Grant is talking at the beginning of the the movie to the all the you know the the tourists and mm-hmm. stuff in Montana, and he goes the other two raptors whoosh, you never knew we were there right right like how the fuck does he know about that shit, but yet that um, but yet Muldoon didn't know because shit. Muldoon's
1: not a not a dinosaur guy
0: I you know what I mean I mean if you're gonna be studying the uh, I doesn't with matter animals, you he, think he you
1: would have studied up c- you can't you can't really study up on an animal that doesn't exist you can only theorize well I mean he's there now. Um, it doesn't matter if he's I, there now. How long did he have I, to study say, dinosaurs? I'm
0: saying if Grant has this information, but, why couldn't Muldoon be given this information?
1: But again, Grant has been doing this for how long? Yeah. How long? Oh, he's probably his whole life. Okay. And how long has Muldoon been dealing with dinosaurs? Well,
0: that doesn't mean anything. It
1: means a whole lot.
0: If someone writes a book and puts that information nope. out there, anyone of any age can read that. Does
1: bit. It doesn't matter. Reading it doesn't matter. Experiencing it does. So when you're a person that has 40 years of... Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Page can write any music he wants to write, correct? And and he's been doing it for 40 years. All his life. Yes. 70 years. You, on the other hand, are just learning. hmm Okay? And you've read all all the stuff. And you've been playing for... You've been, let's say, uh, you've been playing piano. Yeah. Okay? Or clarinet. Doesn't matter. Some, something that's it's i'm trying to i'm trying to an, be an, doing an, an, an analogy, analogy yeah. you know you're both in you're you're both um, you're both professionals but in different professions yeah. and but i'm trying to figure out what crosses over with music you know like like the dinosaurs crossed over with hunting mm-hmm. type of thing and um the um the only thing i can think of is you're you're a conductor right mm-hmm. and you've written or, or not even that even better you're a music theorist. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you've written about it.
0: Or like a like a sports commentator? <laughs>
1: kind yeah. Of thing? yeah. You, you've written about Never it. Never
0: played it, but you can fucking talk you, about it. You,
1: you know the notes. Yeah. You can do it. Now play the music.
0: hmm Well, look. What I'm trying to get at is, see, someone like Muldoon's character. He's fucking watching. He's in charge of watching these raptors among other animals. And... If my job is to watch something as dangerous as that, I would try to learn as much information as possible.
1: Right, but it's it's an ongoing thing. Whereas you have an, a guy who's an expert who's been doing this mm-hmm. for f- for fifty years, forty years, and thirty it's used years. To animals
0: operating a certain way. Yeah. I, I get
1: it. So yeah, it, it's it's a completely different not a highly intelligent. I
0: know that what I'm saying is what I'm trying to get at is if Grant knew about this shit, why wasn't the information out there for anyone else to find out? Muldoon
1: knew about it. He just wasn't paying attention. He just wasn't paying attention. And then, then that makes sense. And, and and the problem is, is that he's not used to these these yeah. dinosaurs because he's he's a he's a he's a hunter, but not on this level. Hey, you know, what, know this? What's uh, more interesting to talk about? This the original film. Yeah, <laughs> this fucking. But but that's the point is that this Muldoon guy. You know, and, and and his death was done oh, in yeah. such a great way. Yeah,
0: because I fucking hated that. I hated him getting killed. Yeah, and and, but it and works. I don't
1: think in the book he died.
0: No, he lives. Doctor Wu dies. Doctor Wu gets his fucking uh, he gets eviscerated by raptors. Yeah, and
1: and he and in this fucking series yeah. he still lives. I, I also John
0: Hammond gets killed by Compies at the end of the book. Right. Yeah,
1: and and I would have I would have loved to have Muldoon survive, but that's besides the point. And, and so, then,
0: and then, at the end of the first book, also Jeff Goldblum's character, they, they make it they make it look like he dies in the end of the first book. But then, then no, we, he
1: he died at the you, end of the first book. And then
0: rumors of my death were greatly exaggerated in part two, right? right? And
1: and because the movie was a hit, that um, uh, Crichton had to write him back, and he didn't want to do it. Hmm. He had to write him back into the story, kind of like *Lethal Weapon*. <laughs> yeah. So with so Ted Levine, who is a professional actor. Reads this and says, "Yeah, I'm just going to take the part anyways. It's yeah. a fucking payday." Blah blah blah. But I mean, I would have, I would have said, "What the fuck, man? No, no professional soldier would do this. Not once." There's a chance that he might have. I mean, you know, they just say, "Shut the fuck up and cash your check." You know.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know. I mean that that goes against everything. Like if I were an actor, I would have said, "No, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to do this." This part. is shit.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, you either change and this then, or, then, or I walk. And then Toby Jones. Being used as this fucking douchebag with fake teeth in his mouth. and Yeah. And just, oh, God, I hate it. I didn't, and he's not a character I love to hate. He's a character I just fucking hate. Yeah. All right? He's just a fucking... And he was so stupid. He just shows up out of the fucking blue with his... Bill, you know I deal with billions of dollars a day or whatever the fucking you know you need to start talking bigger money to me or I'm out of here right 30 seconds or
1: yeah that, none of that makes sense because so fucking, they're fucking, they're fucking selling rare specimens and yeah but I, I think I think more along the lines that was a play you know that was it was playhouse 90 yeah you know where he's saying uh, i want I want a bigger cut this is
0: how the negotiations go yeah yeah
1: I want a bigger cut. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's it was a wasted character okay. too. The Fuck whole that the whole bullshit. auction
0: thing was stupid. Yeah, it would have been so much more intelligent if they had gone through with the military trying to take um, you know, you know, the Raptors or something. Right.
1: And I I did like Geraldine Chaplin, who is Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter.
0: Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Maisie was an okay character, but I mean, she was just it was still ultimately wasted. You know what I mean? I. So
1: um, I'm sorry. She's Charlie Chaplin's daughter. Okay. Well, yeah, she does look pretty up there. And, yeah, she's 73. I thought she was his granddaughter.
0: Huh. She, You know what? There was a look to her. When we saw her, and I was like, there's something... Holy shit. He had
1: eight kids with his fourth wife.
0: <laughs> Damn, he got freaky.
1: <laughs> he liked to fuck, didn't he? Oh,
0: yeah. Good deal. Women must have loved that little Hitler mustache he had. Yeah. Um I'm trying to bring it back. Call it the chaplain. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> it wasn't painted on or anything. That was it. Um, I, I know.
0: That, you know what? In high definition, holy shit. Like, if you look at... Um, the, uh, oh, God damn it, Duck Soup. Um, who did Duck Soup? You know, the... Uh, Marx Brothers. Mark's Brothers, thank you. Um, his whole mustache was painted on. Right. I never noticed that until I saw it in High Definition, dude, because...
1: You didn't know that his mustache... Was, you didn't know Groucho Marx's mustache was painted on?
0: It, dude, when you, I We've had at, this discussion When before. I looked at old footage, it looked like he just had a big fucking mustache on there, like a big fake mustache on his face. I didn't know it was just paint. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, this is it's just funny. Absolutely funny.
1: Uh, I'm just trying to see how many kids he had.
0: So, yeah, and her character was just thrown away, you know? Like, oh, by the way, yeah, he's dead, goodbye. That's pretty much the gist of it. Right. Cromwell's dead, goodbye. And then she fucking leaves. Not like, I've just devoted my whole fucking life to this family. Who the fuck are you to tell me to leave?
1: Well, and that, and she knows this family secret, too. Yeah. So, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, it just, all this movie's just fucking lazy and just shitty. And when I, look... When you have a movie that was, you know, originally conceived by, by Michael Crichton, you know, and, and, and brought to life by Steven Spielberg, the bar's set pretty goddamn high. And anything below that, it's going to get criticism. Jurassic 3 got criticism, even though it has, it, it's still a better movie than these ones are, okay? But Jurassic 3 got some criticism. And then Jurassic World, hell yeah, it got criticism. And this one is the fucking worst out of all of them. This is the absolute worst out of all the Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park movies.
1: This is this is awful. The fucking script is awful. Charlie Chaplin had eleven fucking children. Mm-hmm. God damn. He was a sexy beast. He died
0: two months after I was born.
1: Yeah, December twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven. Hmm. Um, bes okay. So anyways, um, this is this is a shit movie. The, everything about this movie is <laughs> fucking. Garbage. It's it's bad writing. It is because even though even like in, like little
0: moments when I'm enjoying some of the dinosaur action, it's very temporary, and it always ends with a fucking roar. Every fucking fight ended with a roar, like you know King Kong banging on his chest. Instead, I get a dinosaur that roars practically at the camera. Yeah, no, I just, this is just shit. Absolute shit. So, yeah, I gave the movie a one point five out of ten because there's worse than this movie. Like Independence Day Resurgence is worse than this fucking movie.
1: Oh yeah, look, this is. When it, when it comes to like or the, the order of shit movies, yeah, we, we've pretty much got it down to Dolph Lundgren is the Killing Machine <laughs> is the worst movie of all time, uh-huh, which I, I still I, haven't seen. I, I although I think that I have a worse movie than that, but I can't remember, and I I know I said it in another podcast. Uh-huh. And then you have Independence Day, Independence Day two, and a couple of others. Anything pretty much by uh, Devlin, and Devlin and Emmerich, yeah, is is garbage bullshit. Yeah. Um and and then you have you have this fucking movie that is yeah I give it a two I I give it a two and I give it a two because of the action sequences yeah there are a couple really the, and it's mostly the, from the island yeah and it looked better than what the trailers were giving and that's it yeah everything else about this movie is fucking shit
0: yeah and if you go back to the first Jurassic World there's some lo- there's a lot of fucking cool action scenes in that movie but. Still. <laughs> I yeah. I look at I look at Jurassic the Jurassic World movies now as as uh, Transformers, dude. It stop it. Just stop it, please. But they're not gonna stop it. It's a juggernaut. It's a fucking juggernaut. Would you if you were if you were if you owned a studio, would you if your movie made seven hundred million in its first fucking week, I,
1: I we already had this discussion, yeah, you dude. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> we already had this fucking Transformers yeah, discussion. Yeah.
0: So, I, I, yeah, keep going, right? Keep, keep fucking milking it till it's all fucking done. Yeah. Till there's just powder coming out.
1: Yeah. Hey, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna we're gonna jerk this franchise off <laughs> until there's nothing left to jerk. <laughs>
0: until there's just a plume. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> if that. All right. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna do the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh uh, uh the popper thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> party popper? Yeah. Um or the Roman candle? The party popper. All
0: right. So then lastly, uh, you know, there just a uh, we had a trailer in a in some uh Friday the 13th news, which is um, you know, the uh the game has been completely halted and there's a chance that it could be in halted for, be halted forever. Because no additions can be made to it because of the lawsuit that's happening.
1: Um. Um, yeah, let's let's discuss that for a second before we do uh, before we really get into anything. Um, I'm not going to get into the he said she said bullshit. Um, it was reported on the announcement of an end to all new downloadable content for Friday the 13th the game. Um, they said it was two weeks ago, so let's just go with that uh according to the developers the decision was made because of an ongoing lawsuit involving the franchise uh it's the victor miller lawsuit for the same reason we won't see a new movie anytime soon the devs aren't going to be releasing any more new content while the rights to the series are up in the air which is going to affect what we're going to talk about next as well um here's the things are starting to get foggy and toxic um the popular assumption is um that Victor Miller wrote the screenplay for the original film has suddenly decided to sue to steal the rights to the franchise, which he's not. Many of the players, think, okay, we're not, I don't care about that. Um, what is he doing? Okay, well, because of the 1976 U.S. Copyright Act, artists have the ability to challenge for the rights to work they may have sold off after 35 years.
0: God damn, he's been sitting for
1: a while, hasn't he? As artists typically have no leverage when initially licensing their property to big money studios... This provision gives them a second chance to negotiate for a better deal after fully measuring the scope of the work's success. When they're closer to death. At the time, Miller was only paid ninety-two hundred for his. It's well, it's not just that; it's for his family too. Oh yeah. yeah right. So. Uh, like Bill Finger, right? Right. So Miller was only paid around ninety-two hundred for his Friday the Thirteenth screenplay, yet the film went on to gross forty million at the box office, or you know, inflated price, one hundred and thirty million dollars. Not just that. The sequels. Yeah. Feeling he was unfairly compensated, Miller filed to terminate the grant of rights to his script back in 2016. However, rather than negotiate a new deal with him, the production companies holding the rights, Horror Incorporated and the Manny Company, chose to sue him. Uh, something that seems to be lost in the translation of the complaints online is that Miller is actually the, de- the defendant in what has become an ugly lawsuit. Um, The lawsuit comes down to Miller is entitled to reclaim the rights if he was a freelance writer that wrote the film on spec, as he claims. Miller says he penned the screenplay independently, delivering the first draft without a contract or deal in in place. If he wasn't directly employed by the studio and the story is his own creation, Miller can legally challenge for the rights. That's what's going on, and that's why we're having so many problems, and that's why I wish that this fucking website would just... (laughs) <laughs> load. fucking load.
0: <laughs> it's a load of shit.
1: So, um
0: So yeah, the guy who uh, oh, it just closed. So. The guy who directed um, the 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 wonderful Jason Goes to Hell, which is only worth seeing for the end shot where where Freddy's claws come out and take the the hockey mask into the into the sand down to hell. Otherwise, Nothing worth seeing here. Right. <laughs> it's a shitty movie, but there's a character um, played by Steven Williams, who, if anyone's ever seen Twenty One Jump Street, um, he uh, he played a character named Creighton Duke, who was the bounty hunter that uh, was hunting down Jason Voorhees because he killed his uh, girlfriend right. uh, Crystal Lake, and of course, Mr. Duke did not make it. Uh, I believe he didn't. He isn't he the one that ate the Black Heart and became like Jason for a while or something? I, I can It's a shitty movie. You know, even you being a huge, hardcore fucking Friday the 13th fan can't stand this movie. Yeah. So, um,
1: well, I just thought that seven, six, yeah, seven and eight were fucking horrendous. I haven't watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell in a while. Yeah. Um, and, you, and what do you think of Jason X? Uh, Jason in Space. I don't, I don't even want to get into that one. <laughs> Fuck that. I, what, well, you know what's really you fucking... You like the holodeck
0: one, though, right, <coughs> part, right? The hollow version? No. Where he goes to Crystal Lake and you get the got the big boobies. And no. No, I... That,
1: you try to that, that distract that entire, him with it? That entire fucking movie is garbage. Oh, yeah. Um, Where is it? Oh, so that said, Jason Goes to Hell has built up a franchise in recent years from deviating far from the standard sequel formula... Uh, writer-director Adam Marcus has since revealed that he intended Jason to be a Deadite from the Evil Dead series as a way to explain his immortal nature, which is why the... (coughs) (coughs) Wow. Dagger and the Necronomicon appear in the movie. And since then, New Line didn't own the rights to Evil Dead, it was planted as an Easter egg. Okay, whatever. I mean, mean, that's just fucking stupid.
0: Sometimes it's just overlooking things. It's overanalyzing shit.
1: Yeah, Marcus also uh, recently revealed Creighton Duke's backstory with Jason. Which is kept a mystery. It turns out Duke took his girlfriend to Camp Crystal Lake when he was young, and witnessed Jason killing her. From then on, he dedicated himself to taking Jason down, and now he wants to revisit Duke. And he revealed to Cinema Toast Crunch, which is f- a fucking great name for uh, a, a podcast, Cinema Cinema Toast Crunch Cast. That's pretty fucking good. Fuck you, you guys rule. That he plans a spinoff with the character. Okay, so getting into that, here's the problem. Um, and they may be able to get around it. I hope they do. Uh, so don't this, the 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 Friday the Thirteenth movie series is on indefinite hold due to yeah. a lawsuit over who owns the rights. So they can't do anything with with characters that were created in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. The
0: only thing I can assume is that because Duke was created <coughs> in part nine, that if, as long as you do a movie where it's just Duke and there's no mention of Friday the Thirteenth in any way whatsoever of anything from it, then you can, I think maybe, and then this is just, I, I don't know shit. I'm just, that's the, the general assumption I can make.
1: Right, but th- that, okay, just to refute the argument, it says right here, the Friday the 13th movie series is on indefinite hold right now due to, to a lawsuit over who owns the rights. Mm-hmm. Okay? R- regardless of the specifics or specificities of the lawsuit, Everybody that's involved with Friday—that's why we haven't had a new Friday the Thirteenth since two thousand and nine. Uh-huh. They tried to get it started, and the killer then, cut, yeah, and then and then the um, then the Victor Miller thing happened. Is presumably, presumably, if the movie goes ahead, there won't be any overt re- references to Friday the Thirteenth or to Jason. There's also a question of how Duke is still alive, considering he's killed uh, during the finale. But that's not the problem. That's not the problem. So
0: you're saying that e- Friday the
1: Thirteenth character Creighton Duke may be getting a spinoff. So
0: regardless of when his character was created into a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie, doesn't matter as long as he's part of a Friday the Thirteenth. Now that character is owned is considered Friday the Thirteenth property. That's
1: that's that's the way I that's the way that it, I understand it, especially like with the content from from the game being yeah. on hold. You know. Yeah. Um, because I'm not gonna say they're killing it off. I'm just saying it's on hold until this matter gets resolved. Yeah. And the easiest way for this matter to get resolved is for Sean Cunningham to get off his fucking ass and negotiate with Victor Miller instead of suing the guy and f- and and Works fixing it this. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a fuck? Why waste all that money on a fucking lawsuit I know when you can plenty just of fucking, fucking
0: money to be made? I, it's like yeah. everybody wins. Yeah.
1: And and it, and it really what it does is it comes down to fucking off the. uh the, the the guys that want to create shit and movies and this and that. You're killing the franchise by doing this. And the only thing that Victor Miller says that he wants or he wants recognition for is Pamela Voorhees and Jason. Yeah. Really is what it comes down to. But that being said, and I I, I, I hope that they make a Creighton Duke movie. Um, but I think the problem is, is that Friday, it says it right at the beginning of screen rent. Friday the 13th character Creighton Duke. Yeah. It's he's a character from Friday the Thirteenth. It's own is so therefore the character is owned by New Line Cinema or whoever currently owns the rights. Warner Brothers. Yeah,
0: not Paramount anymore.
1: Yeah, it's it's Warner Brothers New Line Cinema, (laughs) and and even then that's all on hold until uh, the AT and T Time Warner merger is completed. You know, um, there that's just I mean it's been approved. It just has to be completed, and that who knows how long that's going to take. Hopefully it won't take that long, but when that gets taken care of, you know that this loss is going to get taken care of as well, and then when that gets taken care of, then maybe we'll get some new stuff, yeah, but until then, I good luck <laughs> seriously, I mean I, I I want to see something that has that's that's going on with that, so who knows?
0: Yeah, and, you know, it sucks for all the people, all the fans that uh, bought into the game, you know, that started playing it online. And, like me, I bought the fucking game because my son wanted to play it. Motherfucker, you bought the game? Yeah. I didn't know that. I told you I bought it
1: a long time ago. I thought you just downloaded the demo.
0: No, I bought it. I bought it, and, uh,
1: you know, it's uh, Kendrick's plays this. shit wanted out to, We wanted to fucking buy it and then play it online uh-huh. and then do the Peter Griffin <laughs> <laughs> We
0: still can. Play, I've got, play, got a disc of it, man.
1: Is it for PC? Uh, it's for uh, PS4. Right, but does it have PC files on it? I don't know. We'll have to check it. Yeah, bring it over. All right. Just but yeah, that, that was that. The idea was to to do uh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth live and play as Jason, and and then get on the live chat. Yeah. And say nothing until we, we're you know right up with a camper and just go... <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. Just fucking <laughs> Um, <laughs> Peter Griffin. It
0: yeah, that's funny. I, uh,
1: you, you and your kids and your fucking rock and roll. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll look at the case. Uh, it remind me of something. I'll, I'll look at the case and see if there's any uh, thing you can do with it. Uh, what movie are we seeing?
1: Uh, uh, is there something else that you want to talk about?
0: Oh uh, no, no. I think. Well, we had the Alien. Uh, or, I'm sorry. The the predator, predator. The Predator trailer. Red band. Uh, Do you want to watch? We've already, but
1: well, we've already done the Predator trailer already.
0: Yeah, the newest one just—it uh, seems like it just—it just has fucks and blood in it. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much what you—you know—it's got the super—it's got the super Predator in it right now.
1: Yeah. Can't just have a regular
0: Predator because those aren't fucking awesome enough. No, we've got to up it to a fucking super Predator.
1: Well, the movie looks good though, so I hope so. I in the, the whole—I um, mean, they're not—they're not doing the—they're not doing the stupid um, a- aliens versus Predator. Uh-huh. You know, anything that came after Predator Two, pretty much. They're not, they're not going along that route. They're going the route of... It looks like they're taking, taking place right from Predator 2. Yeah. Um, or a couple years after that or whatever. It doesn't really matter. And they're, they're treating this as a government conspiracy. Yeah, and Boyd
0: Holbrook's character is supposed to be the son of Gary Busey's character from Part 2.
1: Okay. S- and, and what's even better about that is this. The, the, the characters go on this mission... And then they find something. Yeah. You know? We and, found something. And they know exactly what they found. So they bring back some of the stuff that they from the dead predator. Yeah. And, and the, like the government finally has to you know, admit that these things existed. And of course, this is going to incorporate the, 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 um, Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. Yeah. You know, back in nineteen eighty seven.
0: And that would be really cool if they do like a like an interview cameo or something with his character.
1: Yeah, back in nineteen eighty seven, yeah. We had this incident and we had to cover it up type yeah, of thing. My whole
0: fucking crew was killed. Yeah. My whole platoon or whatever. Bennett, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Me and my men were not expendable.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um I hope it's good, man. I just the trailer doesn't really blow me out, you know, blow me out of my fucking shoes, man. Yeah. I just
1: I I liked it. Um I I liked it much better than the other trailers because um, feels more like Predator with the blood and the gore. Um no, it, it feels more like uh a serious movie. Yeah. Than um, the first trailer with the kid and the whatever. Yeah.
0: Um I I still I want to go back to this really quick for we end this is that uh, I don't remember how long it was like fifteen or twenty years ago. I read the original script for Alien versus Predator, and it was there was not going to be any humans in it. It was going to be it was going to start off. It was like a short spec script or something, right? right? And it started off with predators in their ship, and they go to an, a planet to do something, and that's where they discover
1: the alien eggs, and and then it, and then hell goes from there. It was so, it was based off of the Dark Horse comics. Yeah. And the uh, Aliens vs. Predator thing started off with um, a a planet Uh and there's wheatgrass all around, right? Or kind of like wheatgrass, but kind of like a tundra, Uh okay? And there's, there's a single, and it may have been Earth, but there's a single rise, you know, like an outpost. Yeah. And there's people in the outpost and the aliens arrive there. And the first thing that they do is... They, they, the way the aliens breed, they breed with a rhino uh-huh. <laughs> and a bunch of other shit. Yeah. So now you have alien fucking...
0: Hybrids, yeah.
1: Yeah, hybrids. And then the predators, like, the predators are seeding this planet. Yeah. And the people didn't know about it. And, you know, or the humans didn't know about it. And they came to check out this planet. Yeah. And then the, and the, as the predators are trying to fight the the aliens the humans get involved mm-hmm. and then it's like then it turns into aliens versus predator versus humans yeah and then it was just aliens and predators or I'm sorry alien predators and humans yeah. versus, that's where I'm getting at predators and humans versus aliens yeah and it just turns into a big fucking ginormous battle
0: yeah and I think the biggest problem <laughs> is that Hollywood they always have to throw in Earth or fucking humans into the mix you know and Look, if you want to add like some humans in space that get involved with alien versus predator, fine. But th- this fucking oh, it was in this secret fucking uh, temple, this 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 uh, pyramid underneath our Antarctica and shit that's been there for thousands of years or whatever, right. where they periodically come to fight or, or this small town gets fucking hit by predators versus
1: aliens and yeah, shit. He- here it is, right here. The um, <coughs> uh, they're on Ryushi, a recently colonized planet. Um, and Machiko Noguchi, the Chigusa Corporation's administrator. Uh, the settlers on Ryushi raise cattle-like quadrupedal ungulates called rinth rhinos for export to other solar systems at the time of the story are in the process of assembling a shipment of the native stock. Um, Ryushi is a traditional hunting ground of the predators, and they are returning for their initiation rites. On board the predator ship, they, the prey are prepared. The alien queen lays eggs. And confounding the predator safeguards, the queen manages to slip an egg containing the seed of another queen into the shipment. And I can't believe that I actually remembered that, but that, you know, I mean, shit, this fucking comet came out when?
0: Was it the uh, late 80s or early 90s? Uh,
1: 92? 91. 91? Okay. Yeah. It came out in 91. December 89, 91. February 1990.
0: Right here. Oh, no, even earlier. Okay. Yeah. So um, I mean, and like that spec script that I read had no human characters in it at all, and it was fucking. It was like, dude, this would be awesome if they do this. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, they announced Alien versus Predator, and we got that shit.
1: Yeah, and and we all PG thirteen shit. Everybody that heard about Aliens versus Predator were like, oh my god, if this fucking comes out, I hope it's like Dark Horse Comics and no, 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 that, no. Isn't.
0: that is that movie is a perfect example of Hollywood tampering. Yeah, no, and just absolute piece of shit. You yeah. Know? So um, yeah, I would like to see them go in that direction, but I don't think they ever will, not not in the foreseeable future, right? Right. Studios don't want to cough up a lot of money for aliens and predators movies right now. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, that's all I got, dude. I don't think there's anything else. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll go see Sicario two, Soldado. Um, I uh, I do think Sicario two is going to be good. I just my only problem is is that Emily Blunt's character is not going to be in it because story wise she doesn't need to be, but my only problem is that her character was important because she was from a more um, innocent, naive type standpoint of a, per, a regular person when dealing with these hardcore people like um, Brolin's and and um, and uh, oh my god, the collector. I can't even remember his fucking name right now. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, Benicio. Ben- ben- Benicio's character. So, um, I the only problem is I, I hope that there's still a human character in in this movie to relate to or something to empathize with because uh, otherwise it might just be a bunch of shitty action, you know what i mean? I don't I don't hope it's not just that. That's my only problem that i might have with the movie.
1: I know who you are.
2: You're the attorney whose family they killed.
1: Not they. My father.
2: with <laughs> And
1: now you hunt them.
2: Adios. There's proof the cartel helped the terrorists get to the border.
1: The president's adding drug cartels to the list of terrorist organizations. You can understand how that will expand our ability to combat them.
2: You want to see this thing through? I'm gonna have to get dirty. Dirty is exactly why you're here. You're gonna help us start a war. With who? Everyone. No rules this time. a war between the mexican cartels not with the mexican government this girl was witness to the mission correct yes sir we can't risk her falling into the wrong hands clean the scene they want me to cut ties you gotta get rid of her i can't do that don't put me in that situation you gotta do what you gotta do I'm gonna need a strike team, two Blackhawks. Drones with attack capability. Where's the coup? Mexico.
1: You have no reason to
2: trust me. trust trusting me. is how you got gonna survive. Good luck. Luck doesn't live on this side of the border.
0: Now look, I I'm basing this off just what we've seen in the trailer, but he had no problem killing the the two sons of one of the guys that were responsible for the death of his family, right, you know, right in front of him, right? So, I I him escorting the daughter of one of the people responsible for the death of his family, I'm wondering like is he just waiting to like kill her in front of him or something or is he actually going to grow a conscience? I, I it just I don't I don't know, like I said, I'm just basing
1: it off the trailer. Well, she's also an innocent, but That's but but
0: the guy's sons were innocent. I know,
1: I I I know, I know. know. (laughs) So
0: that's the tough part. Is there a contradiction here, or is there something that we're just not seeing? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a trailer.
1: Maybe he's related. Maybe, maybe, maybe the guy that killed his family is is, happens to be his uh, brother-in-law. Think about that.
0: Yeah, possibility. I so I also um, the original film, the first film, had this um, had a realistic vibe to a lot of it, and uh, I'm hoping that this movie doesn't just feel like an action movie. It feels it still has that realistic vibe. Well, I'm it's sure. the guy that
1: wrote the first one, right?
0: Yeah. So uh, the guy who wrote the first one wrote this one. It's just not being
1: directed by Danny Villeneuve okay. like the first one. Uh, was. That's how I'm asking. I don't care about that. Okay. This is the guy that wrote the first yeah, one. i t- um, t- t- oh, stop, stop, stop! 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 Taylor. Stop! Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. But right now, hold on. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. I don't want you talking. Okay. The guy that wrote this one mm-hmm. wrote the first one. Yeah. He wrote Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. He also wrote what appears to be Yellowstone which is coming out mm-hmm. and there's another Wind River with Jeremy Renner No 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 there's another movie that is coming out Oh that's the movie um Robert Redford Have you seen this movie the new Robert Redford movie I believe so I've seen the trailer um The Old Man and the Gun Yes yeah. he wrote I think he wrote this one too it's
0: Supposed to be his final movie supposedly
1: um the old man and the gun. This looks really good. This, uh, the old man in the fun. <laughs> All right, Mike. I like to have some fun. I, am really good at having fun. I like
0: to have a good time. Um, let's. I, I
1: don't. I don't know if it's written by him. Screenplay by David Lowry. Why am I thinking? Why was I thinking that it had? I know that they were talking about something to do with Sicario. The guy that wrote Sicario, but I, I can't remember what it was. Um, David Lowry.
0: <laughs> That's a mustache. Uh, yeah. What the fuck is he, a piggy blinder?
1: What the <laughs> fuck? Put up your dukes. <laughs> uh, he directed Pete's Dragon. I thought for sure that... Yeah. Like, Listen here, pal. I'm going to take you out for a nice cream soda and a bicarbonate of soda. <laughs> I, already, I can't do cream soda and bicarbonate. Uh, a nice fresh cream and a bicarbonate of soda. At the soda fountain. That's a sort of jerk. Sarsaparilla. <laughs> he looks like if you put on, like, from the Family Guy thing, Yeah, if he puts on one of those weird straw hats and...
2: Yeah.
0: He also could be a...
1: The uh, vaudeville. A- Whatever happened to vaudeville?
0: Movies r- movies killed vaudeville. Yeah.
1: The movies killed vaudeville. I'll tell you what killed vaudeville. It wasn't the movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, the old man and the gun does look interesting. I, um, but Yeah, Taylor Sheridan, man, he's a very talented writer. Even when River wasn't, it wasn't as good as Hell or High Water, but it was still a good movie. Hey,
1: excuse movie. me. Need some help? No, I'm good. Let me take a look. I don't really want to do You know screen. anything about cars? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> See, and that's... Hold on a second. I'm going to replay this in, in, in a better area. Hey, excuse me. Need some but, help? But this no, this no, is I'm what's good. awesome about this movie is that...
2: You know anything about cars? Uh, no, not really.
1: <laughs> so,
2: uh, what did
1: you say you do? Well, that's a secret.
2: And why is that?
1: Well, because if I told you, you probably wouldn't want to see me again. It's got the old Who the I school hearing to see outside. you
2: again? Would you? Well, let's take this place. Say it was a bank. And instead of that counter up there, that was really a teller's window. And you just walk in real calm. So you walk right up, look her in the eye, and you say, Ma'am, this is a robbery. And you show her the gun like this. And you say I wouldn't want you to get hurt, because I like you. I like you a lot. So don't go breaking my heart now, okay?
1: You're not serious.
2: Uh, excuse me, I'd like to open up an account.
1: Well, great. What type of account do you have in mind? This kind. This kind. You said he was armed. He had a gun. You saw. Him. Well, he was also sort of a gentleman. He was very polite.
2: He seemed like a nice enough fellow.
1: Look at that. Is he smiling? Five states.
0: 93 robberies. In two years. You think you can catch him?
1: Yeah, I won't lie. I'd love to slap the cuffs on him myself. So I hope I get the chance.
2: Try another city, baby. Another town he Spent his whole life locked up, except for the times that he broke along. out. Somebody should have yeah. told him to quit while he was in. Well, you find something you love. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You're never exactly where you're supposed to be, are you? Now, whenever I close the door, I think, is this the last time I'll ever have a chance to do whatever that thing was? You know what I do when the door closes? I jump out the window. <laughs> Living is
1: a gamble, baby. Loving's much the same. I sat down with him once and I said, surely there's
2: an easier way to make a living. And he looked at me and he said, I'm not talking about making a living. I'm just talking about living.
1: This trailer has 70s Redford all over it. Yeah. It is so goddamn good.
0: (laughs) So you want to see that?
1: Oh yeah, I I I need to see this movie and it reminds me of, you know, the man from Snowy River, and, you know, those those types of trailers where it, it it's dude, this is this is 70s 1970s movie making. Yeah. And and it looks really fucking fantastic. So, I know that you're running late and you got to get up in a couple hours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh sleepy time. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's all we got this time. Um, yeah, the movie's going to be coming out in September twenty eighth yeah. of this year. So, so. Um, if it's why, well, it's focused, So uh, hopefully our Fox Searchlight. Sorry. Um, so hopefully it's enough of a wide release. I mean, if it's getting Oscar buzz, you know it'll it'll be in a few th- few theaters for us to be yeah. able to see. It.
1: Generally, I'm not like into big time into movies like this, but I saw this trailer and I'm like, God damn it! Now I've got to see it. Sold you. Robert Redford
0: is one of those actors I never think about. But then when I see him in something, I'm like, God, that motherfucker's good. Just like in Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't care for most of his movies. I think they're way too fucking, you know, political and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then when you see it, you're like, oh, God damn it, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. You know
0: what? That picture right there where he's wearing glasses? No. <laughs> anyway, that picture right there looks like of that, that social justice warrior chick with the angry face that they show on every meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, all right, uh, that's it, man. I'm fucking done. I gotta go. To, I gotta get, get. I gotta get up in like fucking five hours. All
2: right, later. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.